Hey guys, before we get started here, we're happy to announce that we'll be giving away a brand new Razer Panthera fight stick to one lucky listener of our podcast. Now entering the contest is pretty easy, you'll just need to leave us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher. And that's it. You can hit up our podcast page, which is very easily visible from our homepage, for full details on how to enter. Now unfortunately this giveaway is limited to listeners living in the United States. Head over to either iTunes, Stitcher, or both and let us know what you think for your chance to win. This contest will run until October 31st, after which we'll announce a winner. Perfect. Alright, welcome back to the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me we brought in back the director of editorial, Stephen Chavez, Dream King. Can you say hello, Stephen? Hello, finally The Rock has come back to the Event Hubs podcast. <laughs> mm, there we go. I don't know if John gets that reference yeah. or not, but... <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, we also have John Velociraptor Guerrero on the call with us, of course, as usual. John, yes. say hello, please. Hello, please. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> there you go. So you know all of our vo voices this time around. We've gotten complaints about that, so we want to make sure we are seeing who we are and stuff like that. So anyway, we have a little bit of smoke in the air with Marvel versus Capcom 4. Uh, where there is smoke, I believe there is fire. And uh, Virgibin's track record here, uh, he's been kind of the primary leaker you know uh with a lot of stuff in the community as of late obviously uh, data miner x Kira is very good as well uh but he's saying essentially that there is another marvel game in the works maybe an update to infinite maybe uh kind of a sequel maybe i don't know exactly what to say with it uh but steven you wrote the story mm -hmm. and i was kind of curious like what was going through your head as you're like writing this like what were your kind of initial thoughts on when you saw it pop up. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm actually a, a fan of Marvel Infinite. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. Uh, I liked for playing shame. the game. Yeah, I mean, there, it had its flaws for sure, but I enjoyed playing the game. And I'm actually somebody who actively wants a uh, an update to it. Um, but I've been I've had my heart broken before with this stuff. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors about an update to the game for a while with like Uncanny Edition and all that stuff that never really got announced or anything. So I was a little bit skeptical, um, but with Virgipen, it's uh, again, his track record is pretty solid. Uh, it, it's actually surprisingly solid. And um, with the stuff, uh, the developments with uh, Combofine working at Marvel Games, uh, that kind of got me more inclined to write that story and kind of dig deeper into this stuff. And um, I mean, based on what Virgipen is saying, you know, it's going to be rebranded as Marvel 4. Uh, both companies want to kind of step away from Marvel Infinite and have it be forgotten uh, because of the negative reception. Um, I hope that it happens. I, I really do. Uh, and again, there's some very, uh, very big things that Capcom and Marvel can do to really turn the, the ship around, essentially, and uh, get fans back on board. Right. And I wanted to run down some of the characters that they're listing out here. Uh, we've talked about it before that, hey, like, please put the X-Men in the game. Like, mm -hmm. everyone in the fighting game community loves the X-Men characters. They're, they're very huge, so, like, please put them back in. But other characters like Star-Lord... Miss Marvel, Green Goblin, uh, Psylocke. Uh, I'm trying to avoid the the X Men characters here, you know. Uh, but Daredevil, mm -hmm. other people like that. Uh, those were the characters that were kind of rumored to be as DLC in Marvel Infinite, and we're kind of expecting them now to maybe come in as launch characters, but um, are something like some part of the core roster we would hope. Mm -hmm. But I will throw out there that the Iron Fist TV show just got canceled on Netflix. And... I hear it was really bad. I, I never watched oh, an episode, okay. but I hear it was pretty bad. 
Right. Uh, I've, I've never watched it because I like hardly ever watch like TV, especially <laughs> superhero movies, because all the superhero community said, hey, like, look, look, like we are only doing six movies a year. Let's like, you know, quadruple that and, you know, just <laughs> put out a ridiculous amount of superhero movies no one could possibly watch and keep up with. So I stopped watching them entirely because it's too damn many. But anyway, so Iron Fist is canceled. Uh, and that show actually started in, in 2017 and 2018. But Iron Fist was actually in Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 back in 2000. 11 and Marvel insisted on him being in there and he's not the most popular of you know Marvel characters and it's like okay so you put him in and you didn't do anything with him for about six or seven years and now his show's canceled and it, it's just with all the characters we're kind of listing off and the ones that are speculated out there you never know what Marvel's plans are and how quickly they're going to be able to follow through on it because you know getting a character in a video game is a nice thing but it's not uh, as important as you know nailing a show or I guess not nailing a show in the Iron Fist case but uh, it, it's interesting to see just basically how these characters kind of shake out and like if anything actually comes of them anytime soon um, you can't always use this basically as a roadmap of of what's going on. So, yeah, 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 and I think with with Marvel uh, a potential Marvel Infinite update again, I think you you zero in on the X Men characters and Fantastic Four because again, it's like Doctor Doom, Magneto, Wolverine, Storm. Uh, they're a Sentinel. They're all staples of the series. And I think again, if you if you get those characters in, you do it right. Um, I think all of the other characters are kind of just cherries on top, essentially. And that was what the big gripe was with Marvel Infinite. It's like you have these characters that helped build the legacy of the Versus series, and they're just not in the newest game. And they're these widely popular characters. It's like, dude, what are you doing with this game? Like, I can't play, you know, my favorite characters in it. It's like, you know, uh, Street Fighter without Ryu or Ken. And it's like, you can't really do that, you know. And Function's joke. Yes, functions oh, joke. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, Capcom is diving further into esports, <laughs> and uh, they released some stuff uh, on their investor relations website. They actually had this giant, um, uh, you know, they, they every every year they release basically a giant like PDF file of mm-hmm. kind of like all their plans and all the stuff they're talking about. And of all things, Street Fighter Five was one of the main focuses of, of what they have there. And and of all things too, Capcom has two esports corporate officers. Um, and now they're talking about making an esports division and kind of blowing up their coverage of what they're doing. And it's like, oh wow, great. And uh, Velociraptor and I may have been joking like, hey, maybe they'll finally communicate with us. Like maybe they'll actually <laughs> say what they're doing. Uh, Shots fired, maybe. Like, hey, um, you know, we've got the input delay fix coming in. You know, we've got a lot of great stuff happening in the community. Uh, I don't know why the input delay fix wasn't, you know, maybe communicated. Hey, we're looking into this, you know, and we, we had maybe a bit of a debate on the Event Hub staff about uh, how that, you know, might go. But um, anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna smooth that over and just say, like, hey, you know, like, it's cool to see all this stuff. Um, clearly, Street Fighter Five is a big ticket item for Capcom. They were even majorly hyping, basically, their, their meta score with the users. And we had, you know, right in the banner, uh, Dakota Dark Horse Hills worked on the story and said, you know, user score 3.6 for the original, you know, vanilla Street Fighter V and Arcade Edition has a 7.1 user score, which is okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a, a big improvement over where they were at before. It's twice uh, as much. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, um, anyway, it's, it's cool to see. It's definitely, it's nice that Capcom is more aware and responsive to this stuff uh responsive input like hey uh, anyway um <laughs> so we're, we're kind of looking out this stuff and taking it in uh but yeah uh, john you you've worked on these stories very closely like where where do you see capcom kind of going at this point like what where do you what do you see their big master plan i'm uh, to say that i would know what 
or even have an idea of what they might be doing with their master plan. Uh, one thing I've learned about Capcom in the last couple of years as I've been on event hubs and been trying to follow where they're going to go and, and, and read the tea leaves, it's been very difficult because, like you said, they haven't been very communicative. And the things, the decisions that they've made, especially with Street Fighter and Marvel, um, the recent ones, have been completely out of left field most of the time for me. So I've learned to just not make predictions when it comes to Capcom. But that said, it feels as though they are very clearly moving in a new direction where they're listening to fans, they're paying attention to the things that people are wanting, and they're, like I said yesterday at and Best of Five, they're catching up to 2018, and they're realizing that the game, the, the field has changed that you can't do things like you did them 20 years ago because that's almost always true in any venture that you're doing, whatever topic you're talking about. You have to roll with the changes and get with the times. And it seems as though with what we've seen thus far in, in the more immediate changes that are happening, that Capcom is getting on that train and, and are catching up. So I'm encouraged and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. The input delay reduction, whatever it ends up being, and that's, what, six days away? I'm very excited to see what that exactly is because if it comes to be that it's, you know, the full two frames reduction as well as uh, the, the getting rid of the variable lag and such, then, like, that's that's such a huge thing. And it, that's a Capcom that we haven't seen for a few years, that they would do that because people have just been crying for it so hard and, and um, amongst uh, other things and it's just been silence and, and now all of a sudden it's like a whole new relationship so uh, yeah I'm very encouraged I'm very hopeful I think things are looking up and, and it's not only in these single categories I think it's well rounded that we're going to go into you know the next generation of fighting games and they're going to be ready to tackle things uh, appropriately and efficiently. Nice. Now, you said, I want to go back to something you said, because I agree, but you said, like, you can't keep doing what you've done, like, you know, 20 years ago and, and replicate success, but the Street Fighter movie is making $400,000 a year, and it made 130. Yeah. That's another story we did on our, our, our website, and Dakota, of course, put, you know, all the Street Fighter characters with their unbelievable pose at the very end of the movie, because they're all doing, you know, their, their wind poses and whatnot. It's just That's oh, also an God. image that, an FGC mm -hmm. image that you can't look at without hearing because you hear Chun-Li's laugh that they oh, put yeah. in at the end of it. Oh my yeah. gosh. What a brilliant pile of crap that movie was. Oh my oh, god. It's so brilliant. It's made $130 million. And, and oh, it deserves so, it. It's Jean-Claude yeah. at his at his coked out best. It's <laughs> Kylie Minogue or however you say her last name. Kylie Minogue. Uh, yeah, 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 you guys, I'm sure you all over that. And then because yeah. um, <laughs> it won't hurt. I should let everyone know. She comes up every every so often in, in the uh, in the work chat by the water cooler and such. Um, and then uh, Raul Julia. It's like yeah, you, I, and plus anything else that happens is bonus after that. But those guys, they they deserve all the the attention and the nostalgia that they're getting in the hundreds of thousands that it's apparently still raking in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that money was mostly generated by people who couldn't believe how bad that movie was and just watched it over and over again. And probably watched it for, like, E-Honda being, like, a Hawaiian guy instead of a Japanese oh, Sumo, bro. <laughs> There's so many different things in that movie that were just so cringeworthy and great, yeah. but yeah. What, are you telling me you have a problem with Ryu and Ken being con men? That, that's not, like, come on. I mean, it's... It, I thought oh, that was boy. lore, actually. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was canon. Oh, a Capcom, it might be, actually, but... Yeah. It, it could just be one of their 18 million timelines. 
this yeah. is the Blanca. Yeah, and, and those are all dis- distinguished by how Blanca becomes Blanca. Like, did he fall mm-hmm. into a, a thing of eels, or was he was he <laughs> chemically treated by bison scientists, or or was he struck mm-hmm. by lightning? Who knows? But that's how you know which timeline you're in. Oh boy! All right. So we also had a Big Bird beating Tokido over the weekend at uh, Southeast Asia Major, which is not the name of the tournament. I guess it's SEA Major. Uh, Try to get it properly here. Uh, but he took Rashid and Ken to the very top. And Tokido, you kind of have to be an idiot not to have Tokido as your number one character, uh, or number one player, I should say, right now in the fighting game community. And uh, just spoilers for everyone, I actually had him as my number two. I put Problem X above him because I'm an idiot. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, Tokido has, has generated almost $250,000 in his winnings like in 2018 alone, just from E-League and just from the Tokyo Game Show victories. Um, ridiculous amounts of cash that this guy has been able to pull. Uh, so... Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's really hard to argue with right now. But Big Bird did take him down, and he took him down kind of convincingly. Uh, Tokido had a scare earlier in the tournament where he was almost sent to losers, I think, in round one or very early on. And But, I mean, it wasn't like I, I looked at Tokido and the match footage and saw, like, hey, you know what? Like, he's really playing bad or, you know, he's not doing this right or whatever. Like, Big Bird controlled the matchup really well. He played very sharp. Uh, the bracket was not reset. It was a 3-2. But, I mean, still, like, Big Bird took him out and took him out and, like, you know, oh, wow, like, he deserved a win type thing. So he punched his ticket for Capcom Cup. Uh, that's great to see. And I want to kind of throw it out there, like, do you guys have any thoughts about, like, you know, Tokido's probably number one right now. Is it a big deal that he got second place for, like, the 15th time this year? Or, you know, is it just another one of those tournaments and uh, Big Bird was better that day? I think that there are a lot of really good players um, in fighting games in general, not just Street Fighter V. It's probably going to be your biggest example because it probably has the most competitive, uh, active competitive players. It's kind of the main stage game for for pretty obvious reasons. But I, I think that it used to be that there were only a couple guys at the top uh, for various reasons. But now with the way that communication technology, the, the access to information um, and the ability to grow faster in your fighting game ability, we're seeing a lot more people from around the world do better. Pepper that in with the... Well, I feel like five is inconsistent, but that's another <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and you can argue that Tokido has been uh, easily the most consistent player in this game, save for like a few sprees by by players like Infiltration. But yeah, I, I think that that it's not crazy. It, it makes sense to see someone like like the best player getting top eight, getting top three or so. But even if they're not winning every tournament, it's not the craziest thing. I think the competition is really firing up in this game in a way that the FGC has never seen before for the reasons that I just laid out. People have these resources and they're taking advantage of them. And that is a a really important thing. And it's also something to to note for those that would say that, oh man, Street Fighter V is so inconsistent. It's like, well, you do need to, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself as well right now, you need to keep in mind that there are more there's more potential for the for the scene and for players to rise up no pun intended <laughs> and and really give even the best even the greats a a run for their money and so that's kind of what i take away from that situation i think big bird absolutely deserves it i played him like one time in casuals at combo breaker and even from that i was like this guy knows what he's doing and and he'll continue to go places if he if he sticks with this and doesn't retire like the other big bird 
Oh, right. The other big bird is gone. The puppeteer, yeah. <laughs> I, I made a joke Street. about, yeah, uh, Super Turbo's announcer is infamously known as Big Bird because he sounds very similar to him. And I'm like, hey, Super Turbo's announcer's gone. Like, you know, we're never going to hear from him. And yeah, everyone's like, what? Like, that was the dumbest joke I've ever heard. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over here in the corner and think about how old I am. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> anyway. you, you made that joke to two O-Niners, John. So. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so um, now the real heart of the discussion here is the changes we would make to season four characters and the way we're going to do this one today is we're going to run down the event hubs tier list and go in order uh we brought in dream king here because he plays about half the cast members and plays them <laughs> at a pretty high level um i'm complimenting him now so i must immediately insult him and say that he's a dumb player and he can play all the players because he's just so stupid that we don't expect him to do the moves he does and he has success with them and yeah so anyway <laughs> nice recovery that's, yeah that's pretty go. accurate yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so my methodology here in terms of, of what I'm aiming for is I want to keep all the characters interesting. It's like if you nerf a character so hard, you might as well remove them from the game. You know, it's like you take a character like maybe Ed and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to take away this or do this. And it's like, okay, like why would you even have him in the game at that point? And I like every character also to not be a clone of some other character. It's like, well, why would I play Ryu when I can play Akuma? Because uh, he has everything that Ryu does, but better, you know? And so I really tried to focus and hone in on the individual aspects of a character that make them interesting and give you a reason to actually play them. And then also the other thing is I tried to get rid of dumb moves that don't have much thought or have little or no disadvantage to them. Basically the infamous, as John Velociraptor Guerrero would say, the just do it moves where it's like, why would I not do this? You know, it's like, there's no point in me not doing it. It's like, if it hits great and if it doesn't blah. So there's a very heavy emphasis with that, with, with my list. Uh, but did you guys have any kind of approach or thought process you looked at when you were trying to decide on your one change that you'd add to these characters? Yeah, for me, it was mostly just kind of trying to identify what about these characters might be a little bit too much or too little and kind of zeroing in there. Uh, again, there's, you know, we're looking at the, the tier list and we have the top tiers and we have the lower tiers and stuff. And it's kind of, a, you know, uh, which which are what things, what facets of these characters like are maybe a little bit too oppressive. How can we tone that down while keeping, you know, the character intact? And like you said, not completely removing them from the game. And, and again, looking at the lower tier characters, like what can we give them to potentially make them uh, real contenders in the game and stuff like that. So that's kind of the the metric I was using for uh, deciding on my one change. Mm -hmm. And then for me, uh, there the very top banner that encompasses everything as I think about this, and there are many more layers beneath this that they give you further detail. But for our purposes here, what I want to do with if I were to balance a character. I would just want to make sure first and foremost that they were fun. And I don't mean just fun to play because it can it can be fun if you have a character that has a button that you can just push over and over and win because winning is fun. But I mean that they add to the overall fun of the game, uh, whether you're playing against or as them. So if a character has something that's ridiculous and overpowered, that might be a little bit fun, although it kind of gets boring if you can just beat people for free with something with no thought. Um, but it, it's very much not fun when you're playing against it. So I would hope that characters have things that essentially tread the line or toe the line of, of proper balance and risk reward. If it's very powerful, it should have great risk and vice versa. And, um, and, and so it's like you have to implement things with thought and therefore that's, that's getting towards the core of why I think fighting games are entertaining in the first place. And that's because it's a test of mental skill between two people. Mm -hmm. 
Sounds good. Now, uh, I want to you know put this uh, forewarning on here. We're fairly experienced with the game. All of us are solid players, but we don't know all 34 characters inside and out yeah. super well. So feel free to reach out in the comments, on Twitter, etc. Let us know what you do, what you change. Uh, we're happy to hear it. You know, um, it, you know, Just go along with it and have fun. So anyway, starting right off with having fun and going along with it, we've got Cammy. <laughs> and uh, I, the main thing I would change about this character is basically her stand medium punch. Right now, it's plus 7 on hit and plus three on block it's got good rage reach it gives a ton of utility for the character um since i only have one change to work with i would knock this down to plus one on block because it's pretty much like you could just kind of throw this move out with reckless abandon and cammy has a lot of ways of getting in i know people complain about well, well you know she can't do it it's like well she's got v trigger she's got ex gauge she can always dive kick she can always do it her walk speed is very fast and the whole essence of this change would be it's a little easier to get Cammy out off of you once she gets in. She's probably the best character in the game, or she's like top two, or very close up there. And the idea here would be that she um, also would push herself back a little bit more on block when she lands um, standing medium punch. And this would actually be kind of a um, reverting a change that happened in the past, where this move actually went from plus, uh, plus two to plus three. And I don't know why Capcom gave that to her. Again, they're infamous for giving Cammy buffs kind of up and down and left and right. It's like, why? Um, um, but yeah, uh, Cammy was seventh overall in season one. This would knock her down a good bit to where she kind of was back in that season. Um, and I, I don't know if this would be enough alone. But the, again, the idea is like, hey, Cammy got in, like make her make some reads and blow me up with that way versus pressing a button over and over and over again, seeing if it hit. If you got a counter hit, great. No, it doesn't change the data on hit. Like if you hit me with it, you still could do all the combos that you could do before. It just makes you actually have to think and not just hit standing medium punch over and over again. And that's what I would do with Cammy. Uh, yeah, uh, my change is actually a little bit more of a blanket change for her. Um, personally, I haven't really ran into too much issue with Cammy players. Um, I mean, I understand why she's strong and everything, but for me, it was never really like, you know, I don't get dominated by her often. Um, but for me, it was more of a, the change that I decided on was um, actually also reverting back to, uh, you know, pre-3.5, uh, which is uh, lowering her health back. Uh, in 3.5, she got 950 health. Um, so she got, it got upped by 50, essentially. Um, and I kind of feel like with Capcom, they're very, uh, it's pretty clear that they're trying to equip this character with a ton of tools. And if that's the case, if that's what they really want to do with her, uh, drop her health down a bit, drop it back down. And so now she, she's losing a lot quicker, uh, and in more instances. And now it's like, okay, if she's going to be that oppressive, now she's going to lose faster as well. And I don't, again, I don't know if that's going to be like a, you know, a change that's really going to affect her super, you know, a lot. Uh, it seems like it would, I mean, it sure would impact her. Um, but I feel like, again, it's like if she's going to be able to put on that pressure and, you know, uh, offense like so consistently and so well, then have her lose a lot or a little bit quicker. So. <laughs> they gave her more health. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they did. I, I saw that in the patch notes. I'm like, wow, they gave her more health on top of, you know, new uh, a new move in V-Trigger 1 that does more damage and all kinds of other stuff and air throw. I don't know. Awesome. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Um so for my cami change, I actually wanted to give her a new move where if you press light punch and heavy kick at the same time, she does that uh, mirror thing that Morgan does where she actually produces a second cami that appears behind you and mirrors the moves that, um, that the first cami does. And so, and, and obviously it's unblockable. So I think that if she had that, uh, she would get a little bit overpowered, but the way you balance that is you take away one health. And then so now she'd have uh, 949 health. And I think that that would ultimately make the game more fun to play. Um, yep. I'm also submitting my resume to Capcom. 
in the uh, balance change compartment? No. Uh, no. So, so seriously speaking, though, I think that there, there obviously there are a ton of tools that Cam, uh, Cami has. I think that well, you could tackle this monster from multiple different avenues. But what I would do uh, is is the fact that she's able to go to the air and then um, and still has so many options out of the air with uh, her hooligans she can <laughs> so she can go up and she can cut a dive kick uh, short and make you whiff your DP and get a crush counter she can go all the way to you and then attack you and then be plus if, if you block it she can pass you and and go and, and sweep you and so you it's like she goes up in the air and it's like even if you're ready for it it's still a mix-up and it's a mix-up that's very heavily not in your favor if you choose wrong it's like sometimes you'll get an, an anti-air DP on cami and such and if you if you if you put yourself at the right range, that's a huge part of fighting Cami and dealing with her air stuff. But I still just don't think that the ability to... That it's a just do it kind of a thing where she can just go up into the air and do immediate dive kick. And it's like, well, if this works, great. And if not, hey, I'm plus and I'll just do more stuff yep. because great. Uh, I think that that's very much a turn off your brain and go kind of a thing. And I ultimately detracts from the game. So if it were only one thing, I would just nerf her nerf her ability to be like plus in those situations like off of dive kick and, and things like that so like if she if she goes up into the air and comes down like she's she's taking a risk like she maybe she can still juke you midair because she needs that but if she doesn't at least she's lost all hope of having her turn save for doing like a random exdp when she's minus or something like that but i don't think that she should be able to close the gap considering how many tools she has once said gap is closed and basically do it for free and and maybe like <laughs> maybe get a crush counter combo out of doing it so that's kind of how i would approach her gotcha just go back to steven here real quick cammy's health is 900 on the cfn website you're are you saying to drop her down to 850 Give her oh, is it really? I checked yeah. the patch notes and it went back up. Okay, I guess they nerfed it later or something. Yeah, um, yeah I would give her probably 50 then drop her wow. down for Okay, yeah, so make yeah. her oh, really well make then, her Fonakuma. Then so, give her yeah. three yeah. mirrors that like one that attacks her <laughs> on top as well because if she only has 900, yeah. Oh boy. All right, so we'll get into Monat here. Uh, that's my main, and I will shout out Majin Tension Hand and, and Velociraptor here for this change because. When they first said it, I actually didn't agree with it, and that is making V-Trigger 1 three bars. Uh, and their argument was she should never get two of these in a single round ever, uh, and I agree now. This may be the best V-Trigger in the entire game. It's very difficult to use, but it's still really, really, really good. What changed your mind? Uh, watching Sako. <laughs> watching, okay. watching the single... Uh, biggest cause of nerfs in fighting games Sako play this and going oh oh boy that's really good and now and now just kind of seeing more and more people um, get on the up and up with it Dream King is infamous for saying like yeah Monat may not be like you know the, the best character in the game right now but like wait until people start mastering like mm -hmm. what she can do and now that's starting to come to pass and I'm starting to go oh man this is like it's just too damn oppressive um the way people are using it now, it's just, it's very strong, and you're seeing Monat all over the place in tournament. That's a very big indicator to me. She's not that popular online. Um, and, and again, you've got V Trigger 2 to, uh, if you're a you know newer player or you need an easier you know way of playing Monat, you've got that to go to. Um, I have a fear of obliterating this character because you need to be very careful because she's, again, not popular at all online and among casual players, but she's so good at the top end that you're seeing a lot of people using her, like even just kind of randoms and tournaments and whatnot. So 
if you nerf her B&B stuff, she's going to be a lot less played, which is not ideal. But but yeah, um, you lower down her tactics that high-end players are using, she should still be good. If you need to offset the, the V-Trigger 1 being 3 bars, you can make her build a little bit more V-Gauge when she does her V-Skill. But Monat builds so much meter as is, it's like, ooh, like... Be careful, you know. So I'm I'm a little cautious with this, but at the same time, I think the character is too damn good right now, and I think the main reason that she's so damn good is V Trigger One, and I'm kind of a big believer that you dress uh, address the elephant in the room before you go after anything else. So so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'd like to point out too, really quickly for the for the listeners that uh, that John actually plays uh, V Trigger Two Amanat exclusively, <laughs> and so if that nerf were Steven, to, come to pass, if you, if you yeah. go any further. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted, wanted to put some context there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to put some context there. But uh, but no, like, uh, personal gripes with Monat, like, aside, honestly, um, that character is so so technical. And like, like John was saying, like, you can quickly obliterate that character and just kind of remove her from the game uh, with the wrong change. Uh, and so for me, it's like, it's hard to say where to change her exactly. Uh, but what stands out to me is uh, her standing heavy punch, is, which is something I talked about in the past, I think, on the previous podcast I was on. Um, but I think that move is just so it's just so good. It has so much range. It doesn't have a hurt box on the orb, obviously, uh, and it recovers quickly. Um, and I think just fighting that personally a lot, it's like being able to jump in on that move uh, is is really hard. Like it's really difficult to jump in and punish that move. So I think if I were to give a change to not, it would probably be just adding a bit more recovery to it. Not a lot, but just a little bit more so that how much? Uh, I don't know, maybe a handful of frames. I can't even say. Um, well, but like just, ballpark of like two frames, five frames. It, 50 if you do <sighs> about two frames, it's going to be about the same recovery as standing yeah. in punch, which has a lot of recovery. A one or two frame recovery in this game is a big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the ballpark you're aiming for. Yeah. If you Again, do five, it's, just, it's going to be maybe among the worst moves in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, it's that big mm-hmm. of a shift. Like, because it's like, oh, now I can reaction jump on it. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. man, well, there's no point in doing it anymore. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, and it would just be this change would just be so that you're hitting those jump ins a little bit more often, and again, not not a ton more, just because again, right now it's like you have to jump pretty much when the move is starting up, and that's when you're going to get a jump in. It's completely it's a guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete guess. It's predictive, and a lot of times if you jump a little bit later than that, she throws out the orb, and then it comes back, and she can still anti air you or at least block. And it's like there's no you're not getting a good read there. It's like you're just basically jumping and hoping you can get it right now. And again, that's why I'd like to just see the recovery a little bit more, uh, increase a little bit more, just so there's more instances where you're actually getting, you know, getting rewarded for taking that risk. I agree with the change, and I'll throw out the input delay thing here too. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how that shifts the balance of this game with mm-hmm. moves that you're supposed to kind of react to a little bit more. Do you get that that same goal we're aiming for right here, literally with the input mm-hmm. delay changing? Is it you know does that it happen? Could be. Well, you're going to get two more frames, so it's like nerfing those moves by two frames. I think as far as what we're talking about and getting jump ins, you're going to have any put it this way: any time that you jumped in at Monat when she did heavy punch and you were late by two frames or less. Those times now change over. Given okay, given that it's a two frame change that we're that we're getting, we don't know how many frames are going to actually right. be reduced. So it's by however many frames that actually reduce. We're all hoping for two frames, but but we'll see. Um, and and that's something that we should take into account too. Um, keep in the back of your mind. It's hard because we're 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 basing all of our opinions here off of what we've seen for two and a half years or so. But we have to remember that the input lag is being reduced and that is significant, especially for certain changes. Zoning is gonna get a little bit worse. So things like that are gonna innately be buffed, or um, I'm sorry, nerfed 
by this reduction of lag. At the same time, that means that Monat's anti-airs are potentially going to get better in the same mm-hmm. way because, and then that's true for everybody. Everybody's anti-airs is going to be a little bit quicker that your that your reaction movements are are going to get better. Right. Uh, we'll see exactly the implications of that once the patch actually rolls out and we we have a number and everything like that. But um, that Monat's standing heavy punch is definitely on my radar. And and the combination of that plus her really good and well her decently good anti airs, uh, do, they do pose kind of a threat, um, but but like they don't do a ton of damage. If she gets like an anti air combo going, or she has the orb out and then pops you up and then juggles you for a bit, like that's a ton of damage. But just in in and of itself, like jumping at Manat, eventually you get in, and every time that she antis you with like crouching fierce or whatever the move is that she she uses. It's not once you get in with a with a jump in, it's well worth it, and that's kind of just the Street Fighter Five binary. Like, are you gonna anti air me this time? Uh, kind of approach, and that may change again with the input leg. Yeah, just so people know, Minot has one of the lowest damage anti air heavy punches in the game. It's uh, it's yeah. seventy damage. It's uh, I think Ed and a few other people have that low damage anti air. It's one of the worst in the game unless you counter hit with it, and that's hard to do. Um, but our stand heavy punch, our stand heavy kick is is ninety, like most other characters. So. So, yeah, and I and I like the fact that her anti air is is not as damaging because that would have been. I mean, imagine if it did like a hundred or more. Oh, she'd you know? be so damn impressive. Uh, yeah. It would be it would be yeah. even more ridiculous. So good foresight by Capcom to at least do that with the character. As far as what I would actually change, though, I still have to stay by the the fact that I think that V Trigger One should be at least three bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I do. I think three bars because because of the potential for that move. I won't. I wouldn't go as far as to say that the round starts when Manat gets that, but it's damn close to the yeah. round starts when Manat gets that because anything could happen, and and there's so much utility, especially in the hands of a learned player, the things that you can do with that in this game, and the amount of control that Manat immediately gets by having those orbs out there and the threat of them. Um, I, I won't go too far into it, but you know, you actually, I, I dare people to test this. Manats will oftentimes just march forward when those are out because no one ever contests anything mm-hmm. and because they're afraid of those orbs. You can oftentimes like walk up to a Manat and grab her when she has the orbs out. It's the scariest thing ever, but but yeah, it's something to do. A little bit, you know, two cents of advice. But yes, I would make her V-Trigger 1 at three bars and um, because, because I, I, yeah, you get that once around. You do not get that twice around. That's just, yeah. that's goofy. Yeah, and we're talking about this one change, and this could literally look at what happened with Laura and Balrog. Uh, Laura went to a three-bar V trigger, and she went from a top-end character Laura to like lost m- her knee. Yeah, and that, that as well, that as well, and and so she went down to you know uh, about a mid-tier character. It's the the balance of these games is delicate, though, is what I'm getting at. And oh, we sure. were saying this about Monat, and it's like oh, you know, now she's very technical and hard to play, and we took you know her best tool and we've moved it down a few notches. Oh, guess what? Now she's mid-tier, and no one plays her because she's. Yeah. T- the reward for doing it is not there. That's the reality of these games. You know, it's it's how this stuff you know kind of works out. But she's had her time in the sun. If she's still a mid tier character, that you know, it's kind of where the sweet spot is in Street Fighter Five. And and yeah, so well, how many times do you see V Trigger One get used twice in a round? It's not very often. I don't think yeah. that this would this would alter this change would alter the outcome of of a ton of rounds. But it is it is that she would take longer to get to it, and that she wouldn't get a, a second one almost ever and and i think that would be a little bit significant and, and to the point where it's like i don't think yeah. 
Well, I don't think that it would knock Minot out of the top five. I mean, it depends on all the other changes. I would because of the fact that, again, it does depend on the other changes they do. If they buff up other aspects of her game, yeah. Uh, But the thing is, is Minot's defense is so poor, but you always have to respect her when she has V-Trigger because it's like, okay, now she can do damage to you because she can't really do damage outside of her super R V-Triggers. That's where she gets all of her damage from. Um, And so you're able to pressure Minot like kind of endlessly now until she has her three-bar V-Trigger, right? And now she can turn momentum back on you. So your ability to steamroll the character gets even a little bit stronger. And that might be where Capcom says, okay, we need to give her some more defensive ability now that that she had before since she can't reverse momentum that easily. Uh, She doesn't have the health nor the defensive options to to get back in the game. And so it's you're, you know, running onto stun and you're running onto other things when you get in that scenario Uh, versus now where you've got it at two bars. It's like, okay, they at least have to be somewhat cautious approaching me. So, yeah. I just don't think that the fact that she got, I mean, two V-triggers in a round has been the deciding factor in in a hugely significant amount of rounds. It would nerf right. her a little bit, but I think in an appropriate way. So, yeah, um, I, yeah that's why I just think that it would be a, a pretty, not minute, but a, a small change that I think would be appropriate, but not break the character. Hmm. All right, so moving right along, we have Akuma. And uh, what I would do here with this character is I would reduce the hit stun on his air fireballs from 5 million to about 7 frames. Because um, <laughs> right now he can just kind of throw it from full screen, uh, see if it hit you, make a sandwich, walk up, hit confirm, and do like a 500 damage hit combo. I would like to see that reduced just a little bit down. Um, it's just, yeah... <sighs> I, this character, there's so much we could touch here. Um, I will just say that it's rare when Capcom takes away moves once they give them to a character. I'm sure in the history of, of fighting games like that Capcom has made, it's happened. But they usually alter the frame data of stuff. like Because immediately people are going to go to EX Demon Flip. I'm sure that like that's probably both of your guys' answers here, <laughs> which is 100% I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, we didn't compare notes before we started this, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, it, and it's like okay, I looked at Ex Demon Flip, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll just take away half the moves that it can do, and it's like okay, but it can still do five moves. But it it's um. I, I, I'd love to say that I just I'm Capcom always alters frame data and damage and it's just so rare they take that stuff away but but yeah that's the main thing I would do I think it would keep them very good but it just it takes away a lot of the stupid like oh I threw an air fireball oh it landed great I'm gonna do something good with it oh it didn't land okay now I'm gonna set up something else and it's just like it doesn't take thought to do that like it's not anything great it's just like why did you give that so much like hit stun I don't get it like why did you give it that much uh, and that's what I would do with Akuma yeah, my, my change was EX Demon Flip. Uh, it's just, it's a move that's a bit too oppressive, too many options. Uh, he can just kind of throw it out. Like, you have to respect that move, and he can throw it out and just kind of, uh, it's kind of similar in the vein of Bison's EX Head Stump, but probably even better. It's just like, yep, I can kind of do this move, and you just have to hold it and hope that you get out of it. Um, yeah, I would just tone that down somehow. Probably make it less advantage on block with the sweep kick. Uh, because that's just it's just so ridiculous. But that would be my change for Akuma. Mm-hmm. This character, I think, is supposed to be one of the best in the game. There, Akuma has long since been designed as one of the strongest characters in almost every Street Fighter game that he's been in, and it makes sense. So I can't be too mad about the character being as strong as he is. Like that's that's kind of just how things are, and it's not the worst thing because you got to have a best. And also, the Event Hub's voters on the tier list are wrong. I do not think that Akuma is below Minot um, by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's number one, number two at worst. 
Uh, but that said, there, there again, there are a lot of things that are really strong about this character. His, his weakness is low life, and like I've said before, if that's your weakness uh, in the in the hands of someone that knows what they're doing, it's not much of a weakness. It's uh, especially considering all that you get for having that low life, and and he has options for days. But yes, the same. You could talk about like how he gets so much chip damage uh, with with moves in the corner when, when you're blocking, especially with V-Trigger 2, uh, which very rarely you see come out. But there are things like that. His um, You could nerf little things about him to make him uh, not as good of a character, like maybe nerf his walk speed a little bit. But then you get into territories where you go, well, this really isn't Akuma anymore because I expect him to be that amazing character and him having great walk speed and stuff like that have just been such a staple that it's almost feeling wrong to remove them at this point. That said, my change is also EX Demon Flip. It's something that you can you can just toss the hell out from anywhere on the screen. And again, like Cami, your opponent is in a mix-up. And there have been so many times where I'm ready for it. It's 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 this last hit situation, last hit, last round, all that stuff. And Akuma's on the other side of the screen and he does an EX Demon Flip. I'm like, sweet, I was ready for it. EXDP. Oh no, it whiffed. Uh <laughs> And, and it's like not every time you can time it, but the fact that you read that, you waited for it to come over, and, and the fact that you can mistime a DP at all on this move that just basically arcs through the air at you and homes in on you. Uh, no, if you anti-air, you should get the anti-air there. And mm-hmm. not only that, but like, so now I feel like, well, I can't DP because it's not consistent. What do I do? Well, if I sit here and take it, he has a mix-up um, with either a dive kick, a palm, or a grab, or he can go past me and sweep and, and I have to block low. So it's like you have to block. And in that, it's, it's, it's a basically a built-in mix-up from anywhere on the screen at any time. It's stupid. And, and then if you try to DP, again, it becomes, well, if that whiffs, you get crush countered and you're dead. It's just, again, one of the most herp-to-derp, just do it because it's probably going to work for you. And that's not fun. You know, it's, it's great to win, uh, but it, it took no thought. And it's like... You didn't even need me here for this Akuma opponent. You could have just done this in training mode and done the and achieved the exact same thing. So why am I sitting here playing with you when you just have EX Demon Flip? So that would be the thing that I nerfed down about Akuma. I would make it so you can consistently anti-air it, and I would probably make it so that like if he goes if he gets to go on the other side of you and goes low and tries to sweep you, that that's not plus something like that. Um, I don't know if you can only nerf one part of it or or multiple parts of it, but yeah, it's just it, it's a one player move at this point, and I would change it to make it not a one player move. Gotcha. Uh, we can't you know talk about Akuma and not talk about Tokido, and uh, obviously you know the best Akuma player. And I love that he gave an interview, and he's like, hey, you know what? He's like, I've been known to play like the cheapest characters in the game. Like I just pick a top tier and I go with them. And he's like, I don't do that anymore. He's like, I pick the characters I love to play, <laughs> especially <laughs> Akuma, who's never been bad in a Street Fighter game mm-hmm. like ever. And it's like one of the best. Like what? It's like, dude, this guy's the best. Like that was like the most option selecty statement I've ever heard from him. I'm like, that is great. Great, dude. Like, I'm going to copy that technology and use it. Like, but anyway, so I, I you got to shout out, you know, Tokido because he's going to cry himself to bed on, like, you know, his $250,000 of money this, you know, <laughs> night. But anyway, <laughs> all right, moving right along, we have Guile. Uh, I would change, and this is something that, that was back in season one, actually. And I think Guile's a very, very good character in this. And I would knock down his sonic boom damage from 60 to 50. 
Um, he's still a great zoner with that change. Uh, I think it makes him a little bit less oppressive in some of the matchups that he just completely dominates. And it just takes him down a notch or two without obliterating him. I still think he's going to be great. Um, I think that it just it's more in line. I mean, and I tried to focus in on changes that we'd seen previously that didn't destroy characters before. And it's like, hey, he had this in season one, like, Let's bring it back. He's got a bunch of other tools. Like, you know, he does a flash kick and you fall on the fireball because, of course, you know, <laughs> he has all that stuff. Like, let's just let's even him out a little bit. But but what do you guys got? Yeah, I actually don't have too much for Guile here. I as much as I mean, I fought him, you know, quite a bit, but it's I don't know. I, I'm not really too sure where to where to nerf or buff this character. He's really strong, obviously, but I'm not entirely uh, too familiar with like how he plays and everything to, to know what the intricacies of what to change. I think that his zoning ability is perhaps the best in the game, and that's fine. And and in also your zoning, if you're going to be a zoning character in Street Fighter V, it needs to be really good, or else this in this rushdown game you don't have a hope. So as as frustrating as you know, fireball or sonic boom, flash kick uh, can be, or crouching heavy punch, like he can really keep you out, and it's like that's frustrating, but it makes sense for the character. What I don't like is his ability to do all that, but he can also rush you the hell down. It's like mm-hmm. Guile's a pretty complete package, yeah. and not only that, he can rush you down with his with his normals that move for or is like command normals that move him forward or have built in frame traps to them he can also toss out a light sonic boom and kind of follow it it's like this guy has so many tools in so many different avenues and you think of him as a zoner but he could just like guile's terrifying when he's up in your face at advantage and he can get up into your face not only by moving walking jumping he can do like the bazooka knee Right. And then if he does that, it's like you're not going to react to that from from certain distances away. You have to kind of guess it. And uh, and if he does that, then, well, now he can go to upside down kick if he spaces it out properly, because I think that moves negative. But he spaces it out properly and, and is in your face. It's like, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about Sagat, but like there's a zoner that his rushdown isn't that great. Uh, and, and it's like, well, that's that makes sense. You know, like if it's a zoning character, make it a zoning character. But if it's a zoning character, don't make him have amazing like top 10 godlike offense as well once he's up in your face. It's like, where's his where's his problem? You know, like where how do I how do I fight this guy? This guy. So <laughs> I think that I would nerf something that has to do with his oppressive offense up close i think that as a guile player what you should be doing is marching backwards and and trying to control like be at mid-range or so i don't think that you should be as strong as you are when you're up close in someone's face i think that that should be a, a red zone for guile and the fact that like he's good anywhere on the screen right now is is pretty crazy so Maybe that, like, I, I do like the idea of just, like, nerfing damage on a Sonic Booms. I think there's there's some significance to that. But, I mean, like, damn, man. Like, him being up in my face and having having the abilities that he does is too much. So, mm-hmm. however you would want to approach that, make Upside Down Kick not as good. Make Bazooka Knee not as good. Something like that. But I, I just don't want to have so much pressure from Guile when he also has so much control from far away. All right. So next up, we've got M. Bison, and uh, I'm a former Bison main, and what I'd like to do with the character is reduce his EX and V-Gage head stomps damage by 20, 
and make his devil's reverse, uh, which is part of the same move, uh, less advantage on block, uh, so reduce it by two frames. So he gets less frame traps and less kind of ability off of it. And normally the metered head stomps are 160 to 180 damage. It's 100 if it hits airborne, which is fine. Like, you don't need to mess with that. But 160 and 180 damage is gigantic for a move that's use, that uses his get-off-me move, and a move that you can just throw out at random and just kind of do whatever with it. And it's like, it covers so many options, and I agree he needs a move his mobility is horrible and as soon as you play bison you start realizing like okay yeah i get why people do the stomp and do you know devil's reverse b- besides the fact that it's a terrific move like Wee, you, i win yeah <laughs> you 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 start getting that but you also realize man his mobility options are terrible and but it's like okay so his options are terrible but why is this move so incredible and it's like it should have some disadvantages of not doing like almost 200 damage on a counter hit you know when when you're landing it it's like jeez it's like okay and this would also knock down his V trigger one combos a little bit too um, many of them mo- most powerful ones end with a head stomp and it's just like yeah it's like let's take the damage down like collectively on that it still doesn't remove much of the functionality of the move it's still there Bison still needs it he's still a a pretty good character uh, most people don't have him in their top five some might you know um, he's he's around you know top 10 top 15 character by most people's measure and this change just basically takes away one of his like kind of just oh I'm gonna do it you know and what are you gonna do about it type moves and and says okay like look like you get the advantages from this you get the mobility you get the setups and all that kind of stuff and you get the option of getting someone off of you but you don't get freaking 180 damage for landing it you know it's like why it's like why did you give him that much and and yeah, so that would be the one change I would make for Bison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it comes to Bison, uh, I know exactly what I want changed. V Trigger One, V Trigger One needs to be toned down. Uh, it's it's one of the things again that we've talked about in the past. Um, it's just it's too oppressive. It's too. It falls into that category of robbery, in my opinion, where it's just like once this he, once he activates uh, activates V Trigger One, it's just all the fun goes out the window. It's like well, I just have to hope and kind of guess and. Pray that I'm going to survive this round. It's one of the um, worst feelings in five is when you're getting hit by a bison that's zipping around you and marveling yeah. around you in V Trigger One. Yeah, and it's just really unfortunate because again, even if you can react to him switching sides, like a lot of times you'll try to like jab or use your fastest normal to hit him out of it, but the game doesn't register it fast enough, so you're punching or hitting in the opposite direction, and bison's behind you, and now you're getting punished, and he can just keep dashing around, and like he doesn't even have to waste his V Trigger meter because uh, he. The, the meter goes down a chunk each time he uses uh, a special move uh, during the V-Trigger 1. But if he doesn't use special moves, he could just dash around and hit normals and confirm and just kind of keep going until he opens you up. And it's just, it's so not fun to fight against. And uh, something we talked about in the past, again, was um, possibly having it so that a small chunk of the V-Trigger gauge is depleted whenever he dashes. Uh, again, it, it wouldn't be a huge chunk, but just something that makes it so it's not lasting forever if he's not doing special moves because again he can just kind the of dash is his best yeah. quality when he's in that zone, mm-hmm. like when he's doing that like that's what gets buffed yeah i mean i'm sure other things do too but he can do a lot of those combos already right yeah. so it's like that's the thing that this that when you pop v trigger that you're scared of mm-hmm. why wouldn't that be the thing that it costs v trigger right. to do exactly and it's just again it's just one of those things um it's just, it's too much. It's too much. And you, again, we, we talked about, you know, uh, Tokido when he was fighting Problem X and, at Evo and, you know, he could barely even keep up with that himself. And it's like, 
it's just something that you know is it's even worse online and and i mean who knows how it'll shake out once the you know the input lag reduction kicks in uh maybe we'll see you know more punishes on it and stuff like that but for me that's one of the moves that again it's just it's it's too much it needs to get toned down you know, Steven, you said that Tokido could barely keep up with it. He couldn't keep up with it. He pulled yeah. out his measuring tape and he's like, oh, shit. It was horrible. No yeah. one saw that. It was only me, you know, but yeah, anyway. But mm. <laughs> John, yeah, he needs more EX uh, demon flips. That's the yeah. answer to that. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's an immovable wall and an unstoppable force. What happens? Yep. Uh, another cami appears on the character select screen. That's what happens. Three camis um, and two mirrors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I 100% agree with Steven. I think that that would be my change for bison is uh to reduce or to make his dash in v trigger one cost some of the meter um I, i'm not exactly sure how much of it because i don't play bison i don't know what how much he's you know really going down from the other things that he's doing but yeah i think dash should take away maybe like a fifth of it or something like that so he only gets so much there and like if he scores uh i, I get that like v triggers put you into like godlike mode and and it's going to give you a, a pretty hefty advantage for, for activating it. That's the kind of purpose of a V-Trigger. So, yes, things get a little bit unfair once V-Triggers come out. Sure, we'll give you that. But if he's if he combos me in, in his V-Trigger and he gets the hit and he does the 800 million damage or however much it was, 180 <laughs> at the end of his mm -hmm. combo sort of a thing, I don't think I should have to wake up into another V-Trigger 1 situation. Yeah. You know, so it's like... I think that if he if he's using dashes to get closer to get in or, or to manipulate you, then that should be part of that whole equation and that ultimately he should probably only get about one actual, you know, open up and, and go from from those sequences. Cause otherwise it's like he it's 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 very close to just robbery. And like I said before, one of the worst feelings in the world to be hit by a bison that's just dashing around you and you're like, I'm not I'm not thinking here. I'm not I don't have a game plan. I'm hoping and and that's all you can really do it's like guess like jump back or guess jab or something and so often it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do yeah. you get opened up either now or later so and I, and I, even there i think that bison would be getting off pretty easy if that's like your only change cuz he still gets to do the thing he just doesn't get to do it with uh, do it as much right. and 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 I think that that's that's pretty fair. So that's what I would do. Your your high level players they actually do that quite a bit because most of them know that uh, they're not playing online. And it's like if they're going to do that dash stuff, they know it's good, but they also know a great player is going to see you dashing three times in a row, and they're going to jump back or do something to catch you with it. And even Problem X doesn't dash around like a just complete moron and do that. You know he he's pretty calculated in general as well. But but yeah, I could see that change working out well. I don't know about a fifth of meter, but definitely taking off some meter. I think when he does the dash, I, I don't think it's a bad idea it just it takes away the like i'm gonna spam this move without thought type thing mm -hmm. which i play bison and i know like you just spam it without thought it's like oh i crossed up great uh and now i hit confirm and you're dead and it's like there's no mm -hmm. thought to it i i totally get it so all right, moving right along, we have Urien. And what I would do with this character is take his EX uh, Chariot Tackle, which is what, another one of the classic, you know, just do it moves, and make the start time from seven frames, which is really fast for a move that moves you that quickly across the screen and, like, blows up a bunch of other moves, and make it 11 frames. And it can no longer be canceled into V-Trigger 1. Um, watching Nemo do those combos is really awesome, 
But with a move that, like, you just basically throw it out and kind of hope for the best, like, landing 350 damage and then a great setup right afterwards is just way too much reward for, like, basically no risk at all. And so it's negative two on block. It's super fast. And I just kind of want to see, again, those moves taken out of the game are... Not take it out of the game, but, but reduced to the point where it's like, okay, there's actually like some bad risk for throwing this thing out here, kind of like without thought. Like, there's some reward, that's fine, I don't care, you know. Um, and with this, you could still get an Oki set up with it. You could do a lot of other things with EX Chariot Tackle. It just it takes one of the the dumbest moves in the game and just tones it down a little bit and says, okay, if you're gonna do this, like put a little bit more thought into it and go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's actually, uh, that's my change as well, or a change to EX uh, Chariot Tackle, because again, it's one of those moves that's just so highly complained about, and for good reason. Uh, it, it really is, it's like the epitome of the just do it move in Street Fighter V. It's such a, it's a poster boy for it. And uh, yeah, I'd probably slow it down as well on startup. I don't know if I would take away the cancel on uh, for V-Trigger on block and all of that, or on hit, um, because again, when... At least on the initial activation, because again, when when he already activates, uh, when he's already active in V Trigger One, uh, if he tries to cancel it again, he's punishable. Uh, and so they made that change back. Uh, I've forgotten which patch, but um, it was something that definitely had to happen. Uh, so maybe, I mean, maybe that would tone him down. But I think Yurin already is a pretty solid character. Um, again, it's EX Chariot Tackle that's kind of the issue. Um, so I don't know how far you'd want to nerf that. I know you'd want to nerf it, but. Um, I think he's pretty solid already, and uh, he's not super dominant as far as I'm seeing. I mean, uh, Nemo does really great with him and everything, but um, I don't see him as too much of a problem right now. It's just kind of that move that, and I think that's uh, for a bigger push uh, that Capcom should be making is, again, trying to tone down those moves that just make the game not fun and just, you know, these characters can just throw them out willy-nilly. It's, it's, that's the target we should be looking at. Yeah, I don't I don't have much issue with Urian. The EX Chariot tackle, the fact that if he does it, it's not his turn anymore. And yeah, mm-hmm. he can rip a he can rip a uh, an EX headbutt afterwards, but that's also very dangerous and oftentimes Urians won't do that. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't actually have a problem with it. I think that it costs a bar of meter. It's very good, it's very fast, but I'll block it a lot of times and um and then I get my turn and I think that's a good balance of, of mm-hmm. considering how much it's costing Urian to do that. Now, I, I do like the idea of maybe not making it like he can't cancel into the uh, into Aegis for free, like just off of EX Chariot Tackle. Like maybe he has to hit in order to do that or something, because basically once he gets V-Trigger, he just does that move and then boom, you're in a mix up regardless almost of, of what's going on, because it's you can't even really jump out of that. You know, if you're like you're mm-hmm. jumping and such, he's, he can catch you on your way up and things. So it's like not a very good option. Sometimes he'll jump back perfectly and he'll just land below you and you get a a combo but that's that's a guess you know and so that would be a potential change but actually the first place that i go when when i'm playing urian against urian i should say uh i i actually enjoy fighting them i think that like he has a very he was ridiculous in season two yeah. uh, but he has been since toned down in appropriate ways where he's still a top 10 character but he's but he's not ridiculous and and like when i play against urians there's a little bit of bs that happens but not a ton um and so i'm I'm really not too upset with him i think that like the knees are really good but you can anti-air those you can dp those there's plenty Mm -hmm. of time to do it especially if you're watching like and and that's one of the funnest things to do when you have a urian cornered and you know here comes like an ex knee drop to get out you still have the time to to hit him to dp him when he does it consistently if you're looking for it Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really cool like thing so it's like a really good move because if you don't if you don't stop it he's getting in your face and he's like plus and stuff which is kind of kind of ridiculous i believe 
he's plus on EX or if he hits the the regular one at a certain angle like a dive kick. But right, EX yeah. gives him plus. So he's spending meter to get plus and, and that that's usually pretty good. But again, with regular, mm-hmm. it's like if you try mm-hmm. if your in players try to spam that, they're gonna get anti aired all day. Absolutely. They'll get they'll get hit from EX knees too. Like yeah. MVP all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to throw that in there and, and to help people understand like what are we talking about with like just do it moves and like, you know, hey, you're gonna do it like EX knee is actually a great example. I think all of us agree. It's like, yeah, the move is really good, but it has clear disadvantages and like if you know it's coming, there's a way to counter it. You know, right, there's exactly. a and, and it's you can react to it, like there's ways of actually dealing with that move. It's a great move. It just it can't be thrown out there with complete lack of regard if like the other person knows what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. so all of that to get to this change that has nothing to do with those. Um, <laughs> I think that he should have a hurt box in front of his standing fierce punch. I think that's an extremely good tool for footsies. It's a crush counter move, um, and he and it's one of those like normals that kind of just gets thrown out there willy nilly. And when you're trying to play footsies with Urian, which is uh, I don't know if it's what you want to do because it's Street Fighter Five, but hey, the input legs going down, maybe it'll be a thing. Um, but so many times you'll go to you'll see that move come out. It won't be spaced properly. You'll go to hit it and and like it stays active mm-hmm. for so long or something that it will still hit your attempt to whiff punish and you'll get crush countered. And I think that. It, like with as good as it is and as much as he gets off of it i think that the risk that should be associated with it is that it also has a hurt box out there so that like if he whiffs you can hit him and so he can't just toss that out willy-nilly because i don't think that's the purpose of, of heavy moves is to just be able to spam them i think that they have a big reward they should come with a little more risk and that's one of the the heavy moves in the game that's just like you see him spam it all the time yeah. so i would like to be able to play a little bit better uh, a little bit more calculated footsies against Urian and and even if they didn't make this change I still really kind of like the character where he's at I think Capcom has done a good job of taking yeah. a character that was ridiculous and putting them in a good place so hats off to them for that but uh or maybe entire suits off to them for that <laughs> since we're talking about Urian uh, but yeah that I would I would put a more of a hurt box or maybe more recovery or something I would make standing fierce punch uh I would I would put a little more risk with it is what I would do nice and next up we have Abuki and this is a character I struggled with because I think she's one of the more technical characters in the game. And there's not a ton of people getting good results with her. We have CN, um, we have Fujimura, we have a handful of other Abuki players. And she's one of those characters that if those two players weren't using her, like she'd probably be a good ways down the tier list for most people. She, um, she was. She yeah, was way yeah. down. And then Fujimura broke. Because Shan had his moment at the beginning of season two. And then he wasn't doing quite as much with her. And then, and then, so she fell. And then the season um, three happened, and then Fujimura like took off with her, and she jumped back up into top five. But she was not uh, anywhere around there. People were putting her much higher, or much, I guess I should say, lower on the tier list um, as as a worse character. But it was until Fujimura really broke out this year with her right. that uh, that was what that put her up higher. Gotcha. So uh, my change with her would actually be to increase her kunai reloading time by 1.5 or 2x what it is now. So just basically either doubling it or half again what it is right now. I think that if she had to manage her kunais a little bit more, she couldn't throw them out there so much with like reckless abandon and just see, hey, like I'm going to do this move and see if it works. Well, if not, I'm able to get some space and reload pretty easily. And Fujimura and and Cien are both kind of showing that the character has pretty good opportunities to reload her kunai stash. And it's like, well, if those were a little bit more valuable, like if you 
if they have a little bit more like, you know what, should I throw this or not? I think you would see a little bit more thoughtful play from the Ibuki players. And it's not a night and day difference. I mean, she still has five when she starts out of or, or six or whatever it is. And she still has a lot to work with. And this basically just kind of scales that back a little bit and, and makes the, the Ibuki players have a little bit more thought, but shouldn't heavily alter the character's balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, again, I feel like she's a pretty solid character right now. Uh, it feels like the wins that she's getting, I mean, they're they're pretty darn earned uh, with players like Fujimura and Zian. It's like, I, I don't really have a change listed for her because it's like, you know, she was really ridiculous with the bomb setups before and she got, you know, nerfed pretty hard. And now these, these players that are, you know, really uh, well-versed with her are bringing her back up. And it's like, I don't really see too much, uh, you know, uh, what to change with her. It's it's kind of a, she seems pretty solid across the board. And again, I feel like the wins she's getting are, are pretty earned. Mm-hmm. She's a, a success, I would say, for mm-hmm. Capcom, especially with what they're trying to achieve with Five in making it a, an esports audience-centric uh, title that uh, she's very fun to watch. She's flashy. Uh, she can convert from a lot of different things. So you're not always exactly sure what's coming. And when Fujimura confirms like a hit from across the screen into V-Trigger, into mix-up, into craziness, um, that's pretty powerful, but it's very fun to watch. And and at the same time, like it doesn't feel like she's quite broken mm-hmm. like she has to think about all these things and do these things for the most part with uh with some intent and so i don't have massive problems with ibuki i think she's strong but i think that it's in a good way i think it's in a fun way now there's one thing about her uh every character i think every character that has a dp uh we all know that if you if you uh, that the recovery of a dp is crush counterable and it's that's for some reason it's true with all dps as opposed to just the invincible ones which doesn't make a lot of sense to me that's not the case with the buki if a buki does her dp and it's not the ex version it's not a counter hit when she comes down which is weird and and my first inclination is like well you need to make that the same especially if like someone like jury for instance um if she does her light dp you can crush counter her and it's like man that that character doesn't need to be punished further right mm-hmm. but um and and I go well maybe Abuki needs to be like everybody else. I actually think everybody else should actually be like Abuki. I think that if you're if you're doing a DP and it's not an EX so therefore it doesn't have invincibility, then I think it's appropriate that it wouldn't have that huge punish coming down because you don't have a super advantage of of invincibility going up. So I think that that's kind of a side thing that's not really an Abuki change. I think everyone should be changed to be like that. Because the uh, the risk and reward for DPS otherwise is pretty skewed in the in the risk department if it's not going to be invincible on the way up. But um, that said, I think that a lot of times when Ibuki's do like command dashes of uh, cancel like normals that are blocked into command dashes and get stuff off of it because you're not quite ready because of input lag kind of stuff is pretty bad. But again, the reduction of the input lag might just fix that outright. And outside of that, I don't take much issue with the character. I think that that's a gimmick that people get away with too much, but again, reducing the input lag probably will fix it. So if the input lag doesn't fix that, then I think that you need to give her a little more recovery there. But outside of that, like it's really fun to play against the Buki and like she can beat you. She absolutely can, but it never really feels like it's not earned. And I don't, I don't often go away from a Buki matches going, well, that just happened and whatever. It's like, yeah, that, that, that happened and it made sense. So yeah. Gotcha. So next up we have G, who's still fairly early here, and I my my big change is to get right to it. Even though like I'm not a hundred percent sure like how great the character is, I know he's very good at the very worst. Um, but I would actually take his V skill, which is like the giant shield orb he does, and decrease the hitbox on it just a bit. 
Because right now, uh, I think it's when he gets in his V-Trigger mode, like, he can anti-air with it. He can do, like, it just, it covers, like, five different options. Spirit bombs the screen, right? Yeah, and it's just, it's like, damn, it's like, ooh, it's like, why does this move have this much utility and this this much, like, size and approach and whatnot? It's like, I think just shrinking the hitbox a bit would do the trick with it. Um, it just it, it just covers too many damn options right now. And, and beyond that, I don't have many changes for G. I still want to see him uh, be a great character. You know, my goal here is, like, all the characters should be viable and good. That's the goal and the hope, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, but that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with G, it's it's weird because I feel like he's not as good as people were anticipating. Like, I think he's still a good character, but I think people when he was when he came out and he initially hit the scene, it was like people were already declaring, "Oh, he's top tier. He's he's really really good." And I feel like he's kind of falling off a little bit now. It's like I'm not really seeing too much of him anymore, and it's kind of uh, I think once people started diving into kind of you know trying to manage and level up during the matches, it's like that's a little bit trickier than it actually seems. And I feel like it's just, uh, again, he's not as strong as people are, like anticipated it originally. Uh, so for me, I think actually um, what I would do is probably lower the startup on his command throw. Uh, and I know he gets follow-ups and stuff like that. Uh, his command throw is 12-frame startup, and I believe the normal or standard is around 8, right? Unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, and it's like that's a change that I feel like it would just make his offense a little bit tighter when he's not leveled up and stuff like that, which I think again is is kind of something that he could that could be useful for him that wouldn't be too overly oppressive. Uh, it's something again, it's like just standardize it a little bit more because it's kind of again, I feel like that there was this initial fear of him that he's like this really really top tier character and now we're kind of seeing him like okay, he's not he's good, but he's not, you know, super crazy overpowered or anything so let's kind of standardize that a little bit more and just make his, his gameplay a little bit tighter when he's not leveled up and things like that so you wouldn't nerf him at all though uh not right now no i don't really see too much to nerf um maybe the v skill like john was saying uh, when he's in v trigger but even then it's like there's gaps and things like that that you can capitalize on and i mean i'm not seeing him make too much of a you know uh, too much of a splash right now it's just kind of he, he's there he's he's got good tools but uh, maybe he falls more into the more technical side of things and maybe we'll see you know uh, more players come forward with him and really put him on the map but right now it's like he's good he's fun um, and I don't see anything overly oppressive he if he gets his stuff off and he levels up and he does everything then he kind of deserves the win didn't Strider beat Daigo's Guile with G? Uh, yeah, he CDR? did. I think and he Sako's did. Yeah, he... been playing G as well, and that tells me he's uh, a technical character and a beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nemo. So I think yeah. that the character is, um, barring that they, they nerf him or something uh, pretty soon, uh, that I think that like with people like Nemo playing him and such, we're going to see a lot more potential, and he's scary to begin with. Yeah. And I think that he has, I don't know where, but he's going to be up there um, if he isn't already. The fact that he has like an EX rush punch, that, that's a low, right, Steven? Like you yeah, have to you can do low. a low one. Mm-hmm. And he has combos for days once he, he hits you. And then yeah. if it's in V-Trigger or it's like in like Presidential Power 2, it's like he has even more mm-hmm. potential than 3 in certain ways, stuff like that. Um, as far as I, I do want to address that, like, okay, he's an offensive machine and mm-hmm. he can he locks you down and you're scared to get hit because he's got great damage output and corner carry the fact that he has a command grab i think similar to like nikali exists because he needs some way to to make that you know to to open you up but it's more the threat of it than anything else i don't think of course you know what unlike nikali or or most other characters like when he hits his command grab he gets a full follow-up afterwards that's yun status right there like the g is 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 pretty yunny in the, in a certain ways you know how he can rush across the screen and attack you 
and that moves safe too right the ex low i believe no? so i think it is yeah yeah like uh get out of here with that stuff but the the so as far as making his command grab faster i like the fact that it's as slow as it is is in my opinion barely a saving grace to how much offensive potentially has now does that need to go away? Well, they did a good job balancing that on the fact that he doesn't have any defense at all, and I think that's mm-hmm. very significant, uh, that's, and it's very that's good. That's not entirely the case. Once he levels up, his fireball becomes very powerful for zoning. I believe it oh, hits Oh, to twice. keep you out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. he has yeah. an amazing anti-air, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Really but when you're in his face. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've earned getting in his face... Um, I think that his defense is really terrible, and yeah. I think it needs to be because he has some damn good offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you made the command grab any faster, that would break him, um, uh, and and, mm-hmm. I, and like that's that's 100 like that would break him because mm-hmm. uh, it's already really strong. Like it, it it has a lot of wind up, absolutely, but I think it really needs to because of the potential he has off of it. It's not just a single hit and then resets. Like he gets his combo that he was trying to get otherwise, and um, but my my change to him would be the same as John's. All that said. Um, I think that the the size of the spirit bomb like thing that goes out when he when he that that moves too versatile. He can also use it to just like stop midair and make your DPS whiff things like that. And and he's taking it, it starts to become one player. You can't like jump back and avoid it. Like it's something that you essentially just have to block. And then he gets to go up in your face with with a rush punch while you're blocking that. And then hey, you're in mix up city because he's either going to attack you and you have to escape, or he's doing the uh, the command grab. And so. He's kind of getting in dangerous waters there with with too much of ability, and and I think that nerfing the size of that or this something about it uh, wouldn't would would not change the character. It would just give you a like in only one avenue, make it a little bit easier for your opponent to like handle this barrage of offense. So um, I do like that his defense is really low, but even then, like his offense is so strong. That uh, that I would still nerf the the V skill. It's it's one of the worst feelings ever that you make the correct read and the move is so wonky and large and just disproportionately good that you still lose. And it's like I jumped at him and I jumped over it and yet somehow the hitbox on this is so big it like clipped me still. And it's like ah. And it's again I I considering that's the biggest complaint we have about G and, and you know kind of collectively here that's a really good thing. And I I give again tip my hat <laughs> uh, G but um, <laughs> um, tip my hat to Capcom for a very well designed character. And actually uh, speaking of well design characters I, my next one uh karen uh i'd actually put no changes for the character uh she's one of the, my most satisfying characters to play against i every time i get beat by karen i'm like you know what you got me and uh i love the character i think she's basically perfect uh, i wouldn't change anything about her right now but how about you guys yeah i had to think about that one for a while too and i really i came up short as well i didn't really have much to change from her uh maybe maybe something to v trigger too maybe if that but again it's like She's already pretty damn good. Uh, she's solid, and, and I mean, I don't really know what else you would change about her, honestly. Um, I think it's interesting that you guys present it that way because I, I agree that she's a pretty solid character and doesn't need much alteration as of now. Um, and she's a footsie character, mm-hmm. you know? Like, she's... So when she hits you, it's usually because you overextended. And she's got some really great tools for doing that, so you might get mad that you don't have those tools, but mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day, like there's a like the risk reward for her is pretty good and like she's she's not just doing it most of the time you know she's she's calculating and so when you get hit you don't feel cheated and and i think that that's a really important thing and and the characters that we have the most issue with is because when we get hit we feel cheated and that's not karen now 
she's already like we've seen what players like Punk can do. And actually, I'll I'll even say like, you know, well, just Karen players in general, even even just intermediate ones, are really good with things like hit confirms off of one hit, things like that. Um, and and that's pretty impressive play. And it, it, she's she's more of a traditional Street Fighter character than a lot of characters are in this game. In that she's her game is footsies. Now uh, we're getting a lag reduction, and I think that's going to be a buff to Karen. And I think that that's terrifying because if she has some good potential now with two more frames for her to work with in her footsie game, it's going to be uh, pretty damn scary. That said, I don't like. I'd have to see her in that iteration before I could say, well, then she needs to be nerfed here or nerfed there. I think that, yeah, she's she's pretty good. Maybe like, I mean, this could just be like an Akali thing, but she gets away with sweep a lot because because yeah. it's so far. And but I can I, I can still like react with um, light DP if I'm looking for it and, and hit the uh, the recovery. But there might be some characters that can't do anything about her sweep, which is kind of silly. Why would you ever give a character a safe sweep? <clears throat> Go Ken. But uh, I think that I think that um, yeah, she's she's pretty good as is. But I am very weary of her, wary of her, uh, for when this change happens and and what that's going to do for her as a character. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think some Karen experts out there would be like, hey, you know, change the frame data on this or do that. And it's, you know, we're we're kind of talking usually bigger changes than that. And I, I again, it speaks very well to what Karen is at right now and what she might become. So I hear she's terrible against Monat though. I think I hear like I've, that's one of the worst I've, matchups in the game. I don't agree, but I do think Monat has the advantage here. So um, I've played plenty of Karen players who are very good and they do quite well. It might be more of a, a counter on my play style versus you know what other people do, but but yeah, oh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, anyway, moving right along, we have Nikali. Who is John's main? All these characters um, are above Rashid. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, in our yeah. tier list, yeah. Um, Rashid is our actually next at this one, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, really um, good. Yeah, Rashid's <laughs> really good and very underrated in my opinion. But um, uh, anyway, so with Nikali, I think that one of the biggest elephants in the room with him is just how boring he is as a character. And I don't want to add anything more to his V trigger stuff because Capcom already did that last season. You know, they had the bad breath and then like the. I think those were an attempt to make him more interesting. Yeah, they the, were new fun. moves yeah. and potential, and they're not. You can barely you rarely see them used with anything outside of just like I'll see if I can catch someone off guard but they don't add to the character almost at all exactly and it's because it's why would you use those moves when you can use his overpowered stuff in v-trigger like he's probably the best character in the game in v-trigger right so my idea is again you you have to give people incentive and reasons to do that so what I would actually like to do from him is take his uh, v-trigger activation and change it from plus five billion to like plus like five on block or plus seven on block because right now he hits you with it and he's not putting any thought into it it's like oh great now you get to eat it's a free mix up. amazing mix up mm-hmm. one of the best v trigger mix ups in the game and and just this character's in beast mode now and he's going to kill you and so i would reduce that but to make up for it my idea is actually to give him some more command normals because when Nikali's not playing in V-Trigger all the time, right? He's got a three-bar V-Trigger. It takes a while for him to get there. It's not easy for him to do it. It's like, okay, well, let's give him some more, you know, normals to work with. And one of them would be a slide attack, like Manat and Ibuki have, where he can go low from a good range out. It doesn't necessarily, you know, give him great hit advantage or block advantage, unsafe on block, all that kind of stuff. But it gives him another way to kind of chip at the opponent and do a little bit of a high-low game and gives him a little bit more variety in his approach. It needs to be somewhat useful, but not amazingly useful and it's like hey you know what like Nikali now has more incentive to kind of go in throughout the rest of the match and another way of keeping you on your toes and just kind of being a little bit more of a a complicated character so to speak but yeah that's what I do 
Yeah, for me, my change is easy. Remove bad breath completely from the game. I hate that move. <laughs> Take it out of here. No, no, it really though. Um, I, I do, I do agree that um, his play style is just a little bit too boring. Um, it's just he needs something. He needs some more flair, some kind of something that makes people want to play him some more. Uh, because again, you see Nikali on screen, you know what he's gonna do. It's, he's gonna go forward. He's gonna he's gonna pressure you with stomps and with normals and maybe throw in a command throw. It's all very. It's very straightforward there's no real flash to that character um so i think maybe doing something that like giving him some uh giving him some combo extensions or some kind of added juggles and obviously normalize the damage there and don't make it too crazy but just something to add a little bit more swag to the character because it's right now it's just like yep it's nikali he's just gonna do the same thing over and over and it's very streamlined and it's just kind of it's not really appealing it's like he he gets the wins like it, it makes sense but it's just like again the best way to describe it is boring honestly mm -hmm. i'm afraid for well okay back up uh nikali was one of the best characters in the game in season one mm -hmm. and the general changes that have happened over the uh, last two and a half years or so have mostly all been nerfs to him uh, in that like we don't have uh, invincibility on dps the anti-air jabs mm -hmm. the throw loops and i think that that's good because those are things in the game that were just kind of ridiculous and uh, and those that would say that he still has anti-air jab like in certain situations at certain distances but it very much is not a go-to option and the and if you use it too much um you end up eating jump in combos for days and it's right. like so it's it's definitely been regulated I, i've heard before that why does he still have that it's like well because you any any character could anti-air jabbed you at certain ranges like that yeah. happens i've still seen bison do it in a handful of others it's oh it, bison like still has it mm -hmm. like crouching jab or something like that it's, yeah i've yeah. i've rarely seen it with most of the characters in the game like you can do it but the risk reward is very heavily skewed against you at this point in time so i, I same thing with nikali from what i've seen so he's right and he's been hit by the general changes for a while and then this input lag reduction well how does nikali play a lot of times he puts you in the am i going to dash or jump and then now you have people with better reactions he hinges on your inability to react fishing with heavy uh heavy um or roundhouse you know for mm -hmm. crush counters the versus dash forward this is probably going to hurt how he has evolved his game plan how it's evolved over the uh over time and the character's like he's strong he's got a good variety of tools but like it seems as though like everybody th there's a character that can do what he wants to do in any one particular avenue better than he can and so he's got pretty good in every category but nothing that makes him stand out and again nothing that gives him much flair so Maybe you maybe you make his his V like I, I get why Capcom went on aired on the side of caution with his new V trigger moves like, but what they wanted to achieve with that is twofold like one it makes the character a little bit better and it's like yeah a little bit better in V trigger I get the reservations there but um so so maybe you don't want to do that but you want to give him more more watchability so make those moves like you make it so that you can put them into his his game as opposed to just randomly doing them as gimmicks that are easily countered if the opponents once the opponents know what's happening you know um but i really think like his footsies are going to fall too because he plays a preemptive footsie game where he tries to buffer and, and occupy the space that you were in and that's that's not reaction that's prediction and we're moving a little bit away from prediction and i'm not sure how much but again so his his approach and his footsies are going to get hit by this patch and uh so i think that he needs something to and, and i like the idea of 
him getting his reward of being up in your face because that's where he wants to be and that's where he's going to thrive. I think he needs to earn that, but I think he needs the tools to be able to earn that in a legitimate way because at this point, he's just kind of throwing juggling pins at you and hoping you're not ready for when he jumps forward or dashes forward or something or when he sticks out that heavy kick or whatever. So I think that if he had a legit footsie game where he has to earn things, like he shouldn't just have automatic like, oh, I get to do everything for free. Um, He should have to step one, earn his way in. Step two, question mark step three profit you know like where he's in your face and that's the profit Mm. but uh something to boost his footsies maybe maybe like extending the range on them would be a little bit too much because that's kind of a weird thing to do for a character but maybe giving him a little bit better walk speed so that he can manipulate and get in and out of i'm terrified of that like it's his Uh, v trigger walk speed is already so good and it's just yeah Yeah, i wouldn't buff it more in v trigger but maybe give his um out of v trigger walk speed a little bit Mm -hmm. because like like think about it this way though like akuma has better walk speed and better buttons and just as good of like in your face ridiculous pressure and and same thing with same thing with Cammy. It's like I don't need this to be another one of those characters because I think they're a little bit too strong. But I think that if his game is honestly play footsies in this new patch where we have better footsies and, and better reactions, then it should be I have to earn my way in and then I get to do my dumb Nikali stuff in your face. The thing is is Nikali has five frame medium punches, which are just godlike. Uh Akuma has a seven frame standing medium punch and a six frame um, crouching medium punch and those are just night and day differences in terms of what they offer yeah, but five frame knee and that knee is what he uses yeah that's true it's true um, it's it's he does use his medium punches quite a bit I think we've all seen the, the crouching medium punch confirms to, to hell mm-hmm. uh, because uh, my, my goodness but yeah it's I, I'm just terrified with Nikali of, of giving him more of what he's already great at and what he's great at is that, that regular play and it's just like I'd love to see as you say more footsie based stuff for him more like and that in my opinion kind of has to come out of V-Trigger because because in V Trigger, you're not doing footsie play with pretty much anyone. Like it's a, you, you just have thrown footsies out the window. What little of that Street Fighter Five has, yeah. and said, ah, oh, guess what? Like now everything's gone crazy. We've thrown everything in a blender. Good luck, you know. And I mean that's oh, that's Street Fighter Five, and I mean that's kind of what happens. And it's not uncommon in most games. It's you know Marvel. They have X Factor. It's what happens there. Um, you know the footsies kind of have to happen in the early part of the game. And I look at a character like Ken and Super Turbo where they were trying to really differentiate him from Ryu even further and they gave him all the crazy kicks you know and those are all of his overheads and all you know like the thunder kicks and all that other kind of stuff he has now that have become a staple of the character he did not have those until Super Turbo and I I look at Akali and go well why don't they give him something like that like a bunch of cool command normals that change the whole you know neutral and metagame like before he gets to V-Trigger just I, I look at V-Trigger as kind of a lost cause with him not that it's you know like bad just that like it's so damn good it's like okay you you tweak that and you like kind of kill the character off uh, and that's what he's about and it's like so you change your stuff outside of it is is what I would see mm-hmm. so. and and also another thing to note is that with the input lag reduction uh, his ground pound's going to be a little bit worse yes. anything zoning wise is going to yes. be worse so maybe maybe increase the uh, maybe speed that up just a little bit because that's his saving grace especially against characters like Guile and Balrog who can essentially space him out and then still at any time like balrog can rush forward in with a with a rush punch but nikali can't do that because his his you know slash isn't safe or anything like that so but maybe that would be the only thing he would need for that footsie because like you can use that as a footsie tool and it's a certain extent you know it's a little bit of a weird fireball poke but if that were a little bit faster um considering that like well maybe say the lag is reduced by two frames at least two frames faster to make it the same as now but maybe even one frame quicker or something like that on startup so that he can use that as a tool to manipulate because otherwise i feel like Right now, he's he's a little bit based on on predictionary guessy kind of stuff. 
stuff and that's going away and so that's why i'm afraid for him mm, makes total sense all right getting right now into one of the most hated characters in the game we have rashid and uh this is one of the poster boys of just do it moves and just do it attacks um and one of the main things i would take away from him immediately would be uh his role after ex tornado uh, basically it's it's stand heavy punch uh ex tornado v skill roll and then he's up in your face he's in your face for free if he spaces it correctly and he's plus on block and he's got a great scenario for him and my thing is I would make this less plus on block and just kind of even maybe put him at a negative two and just say like, hey, it's not his turn when he gets in there. Like he can do other stuff, yeah. but it's no longer his turn. It's just like it's like, why would you not do this as Rashid? It's like basically there's no reason not to do it. Let me just go ahead and do it. And it's still going to be damn good. It's just going to be less brain dead because Rashid in your face is something you do not want. He is a very good lockdown. It's almost as scary as Rashid not quite in your face and Rashid full screen away. <laughs> Gosh damn it. That's or really cornered good. Rashid. I'll yeah. wait for my turn, but oh my God. Yeah, you've got, you've got Rashid cornered. He's still really scary because he's going to do 15 flips to get out of it and like change his like, trajectory. And, oh my gosh. So anyway, this is, this is taking away one of his bread and butter things in terms it's not taking away it's dialing it back just a bit this character is still too damn stupid um just make Rashid players have to think a little bit more. And again, I'm not, you know, throwing people like Gachikun under the bus or anything like that. I think they're great players. I think they play very sharp. It's just taking away one of those dumb tools you see from every Rashid player and they're just doing it without thought because they spaced it okay. And it's like, oh come on. It's like just yeah so risk reward man that yep. takes away from the fun and he's one of the least freaking uh, capcom did a shit job with rashid I'm saying it right now yeah, they, they, did. they did a boom job making this character because he gets to just do stuff and i'm not going to take your turn steven i just want to no, anytime rashid comes up my blood boils go for it Oh, uh, you're wait. Hold on. Are you taking Steven's turn like Rashid takes yours? <laughs> right. Like Rashid's the kid. Rashid's the kid that was a little bit older, and so he just took everybody else's turn, or like just got to got to call like the the random rules in the middle of the game. Like, well, now the floor is lava because I'm Rashid, and, and but, but I get to fly because I'm Rashid. You stole your fight like, money on the playground. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! Like the character has the 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 se- okay, the sense of risk reward with the character is way off. And that is not fun. It's not that he's overpowered. It's a little bit that. But it's more so that just like it doesn't make sense that he would get to do A and then be safe or then be in this position. It's like you guys need to, to uh, there, there's not a single change I would make. It's go back to the drawing board. You can give him the moves that he has, but change how they work because, oh my gosh, the risk reward, you guys missed it by a lot. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah, I'm a little afraid to give my answer now because I, I. Are you no, gonna buff Rashid, Steven? No, Are you I gonna just, buff him, <laughs> dude? Okay, so I will just preface this by saying my uh, my opinion on Rashid is a little bit different than you guys because uh, I don't really struggle against the character. I never really struggled too much against him a little bit, but for some reason I could play against him as Abigail. Uh, I played the character for a little bit, so I knew how you know uh, bullcrap he was. And then he got nerfed pretty hard in 3.5, uh, and it feels like he dropped pretty far. I, again, look at where he's at in our tier list now. Um, and you still have, you know, results from him and things like that. But uh, for me, it's like... I mean, he just won Yeah, exactly. Right? And he, so He's one of the most prolific uh, CPT characters. He's probably top four, top five for results. He's he's nowhere outside of that. He's, he's very far up on the list. So. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, my change was just going to be uh, the corner-specific thing of actually making uh, the EX Tornado string actually a string again. 
uh, because he can actually get jabbed out of it and neutral jumped and all of that stuff uh, and give him, you know, just kind of revert that back. Uh, but based on what you guys are saying, uh, maybe that's not a good choice. <laughs> you know what, Steven? You go straight to hell. <laughs> I was trying to keep my yeah. in control, but yeah, no, it's it's funny how this stuff, again, it's, it's very matchup based when we're having these discussions. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, Rashid comes up and John and I are just like freaking livid and yeah. ah, we're like trying to contain our rage and whatnot. Abigail cont- yeah. beats Rashid, doesn't he? Like he, the cool kid messed up uh, a couple of Rashids and is emerging like uh, that Red Bull mm-hmm. event and, and he's been known to take him out. So I guess that maybe the experience is very different with Abigail. Yeah, it's, it's right. weird because Rashid on paper, like it just, he, he would give Abigail a lot of trouble. Like he's just so fast. He's so oppressive. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he's, you would think that's a terrible match. And, like, I honestly can't tell you why it's not. I just know that when I've played Rashid players, like, I've struggled a little. But I actually do pretty well against him with Abigail. And I don't know why that is. It's like, I'm not sure. So, <laughs> Because if you multiply dumb with dumb, <laughs> you get zero. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, my, oh boy. my quick change to him would be uh, uh, there are a lot of things I dislike about him that I think are just wonky and, and shouldn't operate the way they do but i really hate that if i earn my way into the corner with rashid and and have him backed into the corner one of his options is to go up off the wall and and come down with a mix a left right mix up that leaves him plus like that's his punishment for getting cornered is that and and you can dp it and only if you like if you dp it while he's going up because if you try to dp it when he's already at the wall and they nerfed this they put him on the wall for like two more frames and it doesn't matter (laughs) If you try to DPM when he's on the wall, like there was some like that move, Rashid, dude. I love that. Flail- move. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a terrible. Yeah, human I used to play him though, so I loved using apparent. that. I'm like, oh, I'm cornered. Cool. I'm gonna jump out of the uh, damn corner uh, and get a mix-up. Yeah, I bet it's yeah, fun. It's great. I bet like yeah. yeah. Behind the oh scenes here at Event Hubs, like we saw the 3.5 change list for Rashid, and we're all like, God, Capcom went hmm. way too far. And then we get no, our hands on the character, we're like, they didn't go far enough. My goodness, like this character's still amazing. It's funny. It's like I'm happy that they, considering that he used to be a lot better than he was than he is now it's like i'm happy that they nerfed him but i don't think that they changed a lot of the things that are just goofy in their risk reward and it sucks to lose to that stuff mm-hmm. and it's like i said i think i think rashid is if he's not the worst he's top three least fun players to, or least fun characters to play against because you don't feel like you're earning stuff you're just you're just doing stuff and he's just doing stuff and then like it probably came out that I don't know. He's he, we've already we've already talked about it. He's got too many weird tools. But one of the things I hate the most is his his corner. Not only does he get out, he gets like he gets to turn on the offense, and you have to guess that he's gonna do it to in order to counter it, and and also give up your um, your oppression when you have him cornered in order to make that call. It's like what that doesn't make any sense to me. So I would if only one thing off the top of my head get rid of his stupid wall dot or jump at least how it exists now. Um, but there are plenty of other things that I wouldn't be upset if they changed as well. Just to interject too for, for you know, listeners here of the pod is that, you know, we're, we're all like kind of universally pra- praising Karen's design and saying, oh, she's amazing and all this kind of stuff. Like you might have a matchup where Karen gets to do some dumb stuff and it's just mm-hmm. like, and there's no punishment and other stuff. It's that happens. And that's why we have uh, such a bias against Rashid here, at least some of the members of the team. Uh, <laughs> it's because it's like, this is a tough matchup for our characters and he's able to do just dumb stuff and do whatever he wants to. 
And some of that you can kind of never fix with balance changes, like, but some stuff that's like universally dumb, you can, you know, but, uh, so yeah, I'll just kind of throw out there that little caveat, but, uh, getting into another character here that some people on staff might think is really dumb and maybe the dumbest <laughs> character alive. We're going to talk about Birdie, who I actually Ooh. think, um, I actually like Birdie a lot. I've kind of, you know, I've seen in the history of Capcom fighting games where the grappler characters just kind of all suck and, like, are pretty much worthless. And I see Birdie as, like, oh, hey, he's fundamentally good. Uh, and, like, I think he gets by on mostly good stuff. And John is sitting there over, like, just wanting to punch me about 15 times. But the <laughs> no, change no, no, okay. the change I would do is um, EX Bullhead is currently negative 5 on block right now. Uh, I would actually change it to negative 6, make it a little bit more negative, a little bit more of a chance of punishing it, and then if not, people are able to walk forward a little bit and kind of take more of their turn, so to speak. It's just it, that move is so darn good and so much like it's worth it to throw it out again. Yeah, he has to spin meter to do it, but it's just it's a little bit like it's it's much like Urian's uh, chariot tackle, EX chariot tackle. It's like yeah, it's just too darn good, you know, type thing. So um, I again change it to negative six, considering how far away he flies with that and the advantages he gets off it. That way you can walk forward and like frame trap them or do something and threaten them a little bit more. And that's all I do. Yep. Yeah. My, my change was the exact same thing uh, short of, I would actually just reduce the, the pushback on it. And so you can actually get punishes more consistently on that move uh, when it's blocked. Um, I think that's pretty much all you have to do for that character, because again, he's interesting. Uh, he's got some good tools and everything. He's not overly ridiculous, but that move is just, again, one of those, uh, you'll just do it. Just moves. Do yeah, it. exactly. It's just like you're in uh, EX chariot tackle. Uh, just reduce the push uh, the pushback on it a little bit so you can actually punish it and i mean now you get actual risk uh for the reward that you're getting and it's like yeah that that's really all i would do to him mm -hmm. mine's similar to what you guys are saying i they they've done a decent job getting rid of some of the dumb stuff that birdie has uh, he's not as bad as he was uh like i think last season um, and I do think that the reduction of the input lag is going to be a little bit significant for him. Obviously, Dolphin Dive is not going to be as effective anymore, and I think that's a very good thing. Um, Birdie has a lot of decent tools, but he's a pretty guessy character, uh, but he fits the role decently well. It's not to the point where his guesses are so risk-reward skewed that it's that it's a massive problem. So I, I've come to not hate Birdie as much as I used to. And it's also a match that I've kind of inspected quite a bit because I hated it so much. Um, my change, though, would uh, would be to, again, to the EX Bullhead, uh, I would make it just like Urian's in that it... Okay, so right now it's minus five, but it's too far away for most, for, for most punishes, so you end up getting into this weird like mix-up trap afterwards. What I would do is I would actually make it less minus, make it minus two but have it stop right next to you so that you get your turn. And um, and I know that he could still do like his bullhead or the, the zonk, you know, mm -hmm. afterwards. And that's, okay, fine, you know, whatever. The, the idea of being minus two and risking a DP, like that's part of Street Fighter. I can I can live with that. But otherwise, it's my turn. And, and like I said with Urian, I don't have much of an issue with his EX Chariot tackle. It's kind of weird that he gets to just do it and then go into V-Trigger because that's a huge reward. But... Um, with Birdie, yes, I would just make his EX Bullhead uh, uh, less negative, so it's not punishable, but it's in your face, and you get to take your turn if he does right. it. And, and people might be out there like, hey, why are you guys going so much easier on Urian's EX Chariot Tackle than you are you know, his Bullhead? And it's like, 
you have to understand that Urien's mobility is much better than Birdie. And Birdie can move really fast once he, once he activates V-Trigger, but Urien can move kind of all around the screen. He's got a bunch of moves, his knees, as we talked about it before, a very fast dash, decent walk speed, you know, some beefy normals and all that kind of stuff. Like, you can't take each character's tools and put them in a vacuum and say okay, like, you know, let's balance it collectively just on what the tool is itself. You have to look at all the surrounding elements of that character. EX Bullhead for a Monat would be like, you know, whatever, you know, type thing. But with Birdie, he has those big beefy normals that space him out perfectly where Bullhead is a devastating tool. And it just puts you in that position you do not want to be at with Birdie, even though he's negative five. And it just, it frame traps you. It sets up so much great stuff with them. It's just, it's a little bit too much reward for that character for nothing risk at all and that's the big problem that we have with it to, to put that a little bit more in context but moving right along we have colleen who i actually have no changes for at all uh, i love the character i think she's great especially in the witch costume um <laughs> i think she again plays <laughs> plays a good footsie game and um and yeah so there you go yep i have no changes either uh that character is really solid uh she's interesting uh, she has a witch costume that we all like i no changes for me uh, she's first of all, she's way higher on the tier list than than the event hubs tiers have her right now. Um, that character is a lot better than I think people give her credit for, and um, I don't. I, yeah, there's she's not she's not 100 broken, or uh, that that's even presenting it like that is too much. She's like she's not broken, uh, but she has a lot of utility in a lot of interesting ways, and I, and I think that she's. She was a character that came onto the scene with like, uh, maybe she has potential, and she's really begun to fill in that potential uh, as the uh, years have gone. You know, since she dropped in the early part of season two, I think she's a good character. Um, I don't like if there's something I don't like about her, it's when she pops V Trigger two and essentially gets to just dash up into ridiculousness for f- almost for free. Now you can you can try to guess when she's going to do her her dash up or her like her skate up and with that like comes with an attack and sometimes you can stuff it if you get lucky, but otherwise it just becomes a free well, here I am and guess what? You get to hold these mix-ups and and it becomes one of those brain dead kind of things. So I'm not sure exactly how I would change it. Maybe make it so that she can't just like, like you could intercept her. Like she doesn't have a hitbox in front of her when she's dashing up and she has to like, I, I don't know. I'm not even certain um, how I would, how I would go about, you know, making this balanced out, but I don't like that. She just gets to zip up and put you in mix ups uh, because she popped V trigger. I think that there needs to be a little more earned situation there because the payoff is pretty big. So that's the only real thing that I would change about her. But again, I really like her as a character and, and this comes from like, you know, playing against her. Um, I think the Capcom did a pretty good job, and I think she's different and 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 cool enough that um, that she's ultimately a good addition to the character select screen. Actually, so I, I do have a, a quick gripe with Colleen, and that is that uh, that Raptor's not playing that character. Uh, she has a counter. She has projectiles that hit on different areas of the screen. She has echoes of Goken, but Raptor refuses to play her. And I think you should totally play her, but uh, I don't know why you're not you're not doing her it. Sweep sucks. That's why. Ah, oh, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. But she can slide and be triggered too. She has crazy uh, ice skates, so. <laughs> uh, so moving right along we have Dalsim and I actually don't have any changes for him and it's not because I think he's like super well balanced or anything it's just I have no clue what that character is <laughs> I've been playing Street Fighter 5 for two and a half years now and Dalsim comes up and like gosh damn it I hate to shout him out here on the pod but 
I have to do it because I play against Romance online like a good amount, and he'll like come in with like a twelve win win streak with Dalsum, and he'll do all this rush down and frame Doesn't traps. Romance play he used Minot. to play Minot, and he's like Dalsum's way better, and he's not way better, but for some reason Romance is way better with Dalsum, and he'll kick the crap out of you, and it's just like it's like. It's like I'm playing against, like, Nikali or something like that, how much he's rushing me down and mixing me up, and I'm like, what is this? And so I literally have no clue what to do with Dalsim. I don't know if he needs to be nerfed, if he needs to be buffed, or left alone. And so I'll turn it over to you guys on that note. Yeah, I will say with Dalsim, uh, traditionally I struggle against Dalsim in past Street Fighter games, uh, specifically Street Fighter 4, just because, again, of the nature of his play style. It's, uh, you know, he's a heavy zoning character. I play always play rushdown characters. Um, in this game, I don't struggle against Dalsum very much, uh, and I don't know what to change about him. Uh, like you said, John, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, his rushdown's pretty good, but again, it's like, I just... He seems like... It seems like he has some issues but I don't know what they are. I don't know how to change his character to make him better or put him on the map or whatever. I don't know. I just know that I don't struggle as much against that character anymore, and I don't know if that's a result of, you know, me playing the characters in Street Fighter V that I do or what, but Dalsum is not a problem for me anymore as much, and that seems like a problem for him. <laughs> it, just to drop a little bit of knowledge here, the Dalsum players that are having success right now in tournament are offensive offensive for Dalsim yeah. style players. The the people who play back like the Filipino champs and try to play defense all day, they're not having success in Street Fighter Five at all, but much less with Dalsim. Mm -hmm. When you see Commander Jesse... I mean, but he got, he got yeah. top 8 at Evo yeah. last year. Yeah, um, uh, it, it's... Uh, he's rushing down with them much more, though. He's not playing the traditional mm -hmm. Filipino champ defense. And again, where's Filipino champ now? Yeah, he got mm -hmm. top 8 like last year, but it's like he's not even on the CPT leaderboard practically. Um, it's He's completely disappeared, and, and one fluke performance or i just called filipino champ a fluke performance my apology he's one of my favorite players and one of the best players in fighting games uh that's ever existed in my opinion but uh i just i look at dalsim and I, I look at the character and i think he's best played with a rushdown mindset in this day and age and of all things to say like that a setup rushdown mindset i don't think heavy defensive dalsim works uh, I could be wrong. I just it's my opinion, and that's what I see with the results mostly from other top Indulsing players. They're they're going in with the character quite a bit, being very active. But uh, John, go ahead. He's a character that you could study Street Fighter, like just even Street Fighter Five, know how to play the basics, and then you go in against him, and it, it, you have to put the same amount of time learning how to play against Dalsum because he's so different than everybody else. And I might put like maybe Fang in that same category, and maybe a few others. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but. Dalsum is very different. So, especially early on, he's getting away with a lot of weird gimmicky stuff because people don't know. They have to, like, learn the specifics of Dalsum more so than, like, you know, if you if you know the specifics about, against Ryu, then you kind of know the specifics against Ken, against Nikali, that kind of stuff. Dalsum is a, a lot different in some significant ways. So, um, I think that he, he would get away with a lot of weird stuff, and that's, that's tapering out now because people are figuring him out. And as a result... Uh, he's he's continues to like fall on his uh, you know fall on the tier lists and um, you have people like Danka Diaz and Commander Jesse who are very good and and uh, I think that they're good at finding that momentum or that that 
uh, line between being offensive and defensive and reading their opponent and getting on that right path. And that's a very difficult thing to do. And it's, oh my gosh, if Adalsa makes it to the end of a tournament, it's like they are a very strong mm-hmm. mental player mm-hmm. uh, because it, it takes a lot to, to do that kind of a thing with this character. I think that he probably needs a buff or two. Now, the fact that the input lag is going down might be that because Adalsa, like, at the very worst... If um, if you get into dashing range and then you just basically put him, you know, face him with, uh, I'm either going to dash forward or jump forward. And, you know, you might anti-air me a few times, you might hit me a few times, but then I get in and, and you're dead, you know. And, and so, like, that's kind of the, the game plan against them. And it works a significant amount of the time. So that might be going away a little bit with the input lag reduction. So that'll be interesting to see. There are a lot of weird moving parts with this character. So it's very difficult to make that much commentary on him. But I do think that... He could. He needs something that gives him a fighting chance once you're in. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and and like he has like a I think a three frame jab, right? Or at least three frames if it's above your head. I'm not sure that again weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that he just needs a something on defense to make it so that it's not necessarily like a death, uh, a death, a death sentence when a character, especially like Nikali, gets into his mm-hmm. face. Yeah, so, I, I, I that's. That's about as much as I can get. Yeah, I think this character, uh, by design, just suffers in Street Fighter V because of the priority system. Uh, Because typically with Dalsim, he wants to stay out of your range and he wants to check you with, you know, fast medium punch or, you know, light punch or standing light kick or, you know, punish you heavier with uh, standing heavy punch and stuff all from full screen away. And now you're at in a position where, you know, you can stand outside of his range and just throw out heavy buttons and you're probably going to crush counter him on something uh, unless he's going for heavies himself. But again, his his and you're risking getting like what, 50 damage here versus, and there versus yeah, a like, crush counter mm-hmm, that you get in. Exactly. And it's like I think that's kind of why his this character is such a mystery right now, because it's like that's a big part of his game. And it's just you're basically taking away, you know, four or five normals from him that are usually effective or more. And you're basically saying, okay, now zone people out with fireballs and only heavy buttons because if you throw anything else out, you're probably getting crush countered. And then it might lead to a knockdown depending on what character you're playing against. And so now it's like that's why I think people are or Dalson players are more uh, gearing towards rushdown now because it's like, well, I can't really do my main game anymore. And, and if you look at somebody like Monat, it's a little bit different because uh, the orb, her uh, range normals, uh, they don't have hurt boxes on them with the orb. Uh, so, like, it's kind of a different uh, thing there. Except you know? for when I'm playing against Abigail, who apparently could punch my orb. In- <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I punched a through the orb. From yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to Abigail pretty soon here. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of what what's going on with Dalsim here, and and that's why it's such a mystery because it's like, so what do you do to that character? He he's suffering to a design that's made uh, to the core fighting system, the priority uh, system uh, in Street Fighter Five. So what do you kind of give him that makes him that makes up for that and doesn't make him completely insanely like powerful? Yeah. Well, all right. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's that's Dalsim for you in kind of Street Fighter Five in a nutshell. But uh, moving right along, we've got Armika, uh, and it's another character actually I have no changes with. Um, it's a character that I don't think is performing like amazing in tournament. You've got Fudo, and you've got a handful of Luffy, and a few other uh, players that are doing quite well with her. She shows up on a regular basis in CPT, but she doesn't dominate it. And I think she's actually in a really good balance point. I'm not hugely fond of the 50-50 design, but she's a grappler. Uh, that's how grapplers are built, you know, that that heavy reward for the, you know, getting up in your face, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, she does what Armika does. And, and I mean, if you lose to her, you lose to her. So that's where I'm at with the character. 
Yeah, this character, uh, it's another one of those, like, I'm not entirely sure how to change her, but I do know that when you're in the corner and you're eating the 50-50 stuff, I feel like there's something there that's just, that to me falls into the, this isn't fun, this is kind of robbery, and she might need that based on her other tools and everything, but I know that when I play Mika and I lose to her, I and I inevitably lose to her, I walk away from that like thinking, man, this this that wasn't fun. That sucked. Like it was it just does, it's she's a very not fun. Yeah. Girl, so. so she she throws you into the corner and then it's like I have to guess, is it the forward heavy punch? Is it a command throw? Is she gonna go low? Is she gonna, you know, do I try to V reversal her and maybe she's gonna command throw me instead? Like, what am I supposed to do here? And again, it becomes just a complete guessing game. I'm sure there's some strategies there, but it's like, man, it's just uh, again, I feel like every time I lose to Mika, it's like, oh, I got stuck in the corner. Here we go. Uh, now I just got to pray and hope that I can get away from her and Nadeshko. And it's like, I don't know what you would change there, though, without completely ruining her uh, her as a character. But I do know that there's a bit of that, you know, not fun aspect to her there. Yeah, I think that this is another example of a semi-poorly designed character by Capcom mm-hmm. in that they've nerfed her. Like, she used to be a problem, and now she's she's not winning as much. So it's not like she's overpowered but still when you lose to her it's not a good experience and and like i i really need to stress that when i say that i don't mean like well you should like losing to a character right but like steven you were getting at it's just you don't have that sense of like oh that was good oh man Mm -hmm. it didn't work out for me this time but like you did a good job you know doing the thing that countered my thing it's like sometimes that'll happen with mika and sometimes that'll even happen with rashid but a lot of the time the way the character is made she just gets to like hope this works and here we go Mm -hmm. and it's like well if it did or didn't it's like i got away with it or or i got punished for it but it's it's a little bit in that Mm -hmm. well you might as well just have a one player game at this point because she's gonna do it and just hope in in a lot of her approaches it's not it's not Mm -hmm. very honest street fighter and there are honest things about her and there are honest ways to play her and i think fudo is pretty good at doing those kind of things you know with punishing and and, and being aware of when you can do stuff and, and such. But like I, I take it back to Red Bull, uh, the qualifier that we just had in Phoenix. Thrasher, our resident Mika player, who's, who's very good, he won it all. And when they were interviewing him afterwards, like, so what do you have to say to you know, the guys in, in Washington when you know, you're, you're, Arizona's coming for you? What, what do you want to say? He's like, hope you're ready to guess. And, yeah. and even, even in like... You know, coming from a Mika player that's been playing him since the beginning, and 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 Mike uh, Thrasher, he's very much a training mode kind of guy. He very much uh, cares. Arizona is is pretty conservative in their approach to Street Fighter. They don't like gimmicks, and Mike's Mike's very much kind of on that that same train to an extent. But again, he plays Mika, so that's a little bit weird. But he he, I guess I could, I guess I might say that he plays the character with a bit of shame. <laughs> and when that happens, it's like. He, so many times you know a match or a round will end against a mika player and you'll look over at them and they'll have that look of like ooh, got away with it <laughs> you know yeah. like with the the big wide smile and the lot the large eyes and like oh man and and again uh, what it comes down to is like i know for a fact that losing to that kind of stuff the stuff that mika is capable of and often resorts to is not fun but if they're doing that, then they're not having a ton of fun out of the fact that they get the, the victory mark next to their name, and that's great. But they're not having a lot of fun in the process of doing it. They're just doing it, and it's like maybe amusing, but it doesn't feel like a sense of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And so 
Okay, so then how do you balance that? I don't know. Capcom's so far in the hole with a character like this. Like, she's designed around, like, well, am I going to command grab or am I going to do my normal? And with what they've set themselves up with, with the foundations of Mika, I think they've done a lot with, you know, the parameters that they're stuck in. I don't know what else you would want to do. She's just that character that's going to make you guess, and sometimes mm-hmm. it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't. And, and, widely like that's unfortunate yeah. but i don't know exactly what i do to change that without like you said steven completely overhauling right. the character i you just i think you kind of have to have some of those characters in fighting games and realize that's what that's what a grappler type usually is is they force you to play their game and if they get you in that zone and you can rush mika down i mean all of us know that you know and you can really put the pressure on her but once she gets you in that vortex it's like that vortex can start with her from like mid-screen at a moment's notice and you're dead you well, know and, mm-hmm. and her approaches it's like i'm gonna jump forward but then i might, I might splash mm-hmm. and it's like either of those things are punishable but it just depends on if you guessed which one i was gonna do or i'm gonna do this random slide and hope it works out or then random slide cancel into v trigger and it's like you're gonna do those things regardless and it's they're they're not fun yeah i think the distinction is that when you fight a character like mika and you weather the storm or whatever like when you escape from her pressure in the corner and all of that it feels like man i got lucky it doesn't feel like oh i played this i knew how to counter it and i did well it feels like damn thank god i got out of that and that's a big like I know grappler characters are kind of that's kind of their nature, but it's also like, damn, you feel like there aren't really many like the counters you 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 put into play for that kind of a play style. It's just like or for her specifically, it's just like, well, I got lucky. I got out. Cool. And that that's kind of it. You don't feel like you really earned that, like because you knew the matchup and had to get out. You just kind of got out and now you can try to win. But it's like that's, I think, the distinction here. So, Stephen, I have a question for you. How does that feel on the other one when you're doing that with Abigail to other people? <laughs> oh, I, I feel like a scumbag when I win with Abigail in some regards, yeah. It, yeah. When I do certain things, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but again, with Abigail, it's also like we'll talk about it when we get into it because there's nerfs that I think you and I agree on, actually. But, um, you know, when he's doing like his, his regular pressure and stuff, there's counters for the run grab stuff. There's counters for the run and all of that. There's counters for his charged heavy punches uh, to an extent. We'll get into that. But again, it's like you at least feel like you have a fighting chance there, in my opinion. Because, again, it's like, it's not so much of just like, hey, you got reset, now you're just guessing, now you have to kind of just hope and throw something out. With Abigail, there's, you know, he takes time to charge his punches, you can kind of see it and figure out what you want to do there. You can also kind of, you could take the the, uh, guard break and take much less damage as well. Um, And that's also an option. It's not just complete game over. With Mika, again, it feels like she can put you in these positions where it's just... I got to pick something, I got to throw it out, and hopefully it works. So, yep, that's our next character right there is Abigail. Uh, I personally think he's actually the most entertaining character to watch on tournament stream because he is the biggest robbery character maybe in the entire game. Probably, yeah, that with that damage. Uh, I, I play against this character a lot because of Dream King. And the main thing that I'd like to see altered with him is less damage on his heavy punch buttons, specifically the combo buttons, because I think that him getting 700 damage on a combo is just ridiculous. And I'd like to see that down to more like 650, which is still ridiculous, but it's great. you know. And then a little bit better frame data on his normals, essentially. I, I just want to see the character skewed less towards robbery because just as i said with mika like grappler characters are going to rob you that's what they do it's like it's like i can't complain about zangief like just oking me to death because that's what he's designed to do you know that's fundamentally what a grappler does is say they have to work to get in and then they rob you and they don't give you a chance to play and it's like okay 
I get that, but I just I think Abigail takes that like you know that knob and turns it up to eleven, you know, and it's just like that's not okay with with his other tools and, and context that he can do that much damage. And so if you scale back his damage and then you give him better normal, so he's less free to rush down, I think that that balances out the character pretty well. And honestly, um, he's one of the characters with with better CPT results than most other characters, but they're not amazing. You know, he's he's one of the like he's probably top seven. Uh, area I think in terms of CPT results which is pretty good um, but that's not mind-blowing you know it's he's not like the best character in the game uh, a lot of people you know differ on where he's at he's actually fairly low in our tier list and stuff but uh, but that's what I do mm-hmm. yeah uh, Abigail as we've talked about is just very much a um He's an explosive character. He's very extreme, uh, either to the extreme of he's going to steamroll you or get steamrolled. Um, and I think that's that's a really cool aspect of the character. I think that's what people enjoy playing him for, um, and myself included. Uh, for me, I think the change that I would make is um, basically reverting his uh, V-Trigger 1 duration back to what it was before Season 3. For some reason, uh, Capcom decided to give him a longer duration of V-Trigger 1, which is his charged heavy punches, which are the big uh, source of frustration for people who fight him. Um, and I don't know why they increased it, but in 3.5, when they had the big nerfs for him, they left that intact. Uh, so you're basically looking at an instance where he's getting three to four uh, heavy punches uh, back before Season 3 versus uh, about five to six now. And that means now he has more opportunities to trap you in the corner and open you up with guard breaks or hit you with a counter hit and tack on that 700 damage that John was talking about. Uh, And for me, again, I think this character is very much like once you get that opening, if you can capitalize on it, you deserve to win with Abigail. And I think that's that's part of the essence of that character. That's what makes him fun. Uh, it's a lot of patience playing him and trying to get in. And once you get in, if your opponent makes a misstep, you're going to get punished for it. And I like that about the character. Um, and so I, I fear, you know, if he reduces damage, he might lose some of that. And again, it goes back to, you know, obliterating the characters or making them not feel like what they once were or what they are now. Um, so I think that if you reduce the amount of times or the opportunities it has to open you up with V-Trigger 1, uh, that'll be a lot more fair. And I think that, again, it kind of keeps the essence there where if he does open you up, you're going to get clobbered. But now it's you have three to four opportunities maybe to open somebody up. And now once they get away or once it goes, your V-Trigger uh, fully depletes, now it's like, well, now what is he going to do? He's got to you know go back to the drawing board and try to get back in. And I think that's the change that I would make to him. He's so we just talked about Mika and how she, I don't think she's a very good design. I I think Abigail is not as bad as Mika, uh, but he he's he's kind of on that line of being designed in a weird way. I like a lot of the idea of he spends damage and time to get in, and he has a lot of resources there, um, and then he plays his game once he gets in, you know, and uh, but. When he so so the thing I like about Abigail is that he can actually be played with a lot of thought and a lot of um, of skill, a fighting game skill in the neutral in his manipulations of trying to get close. Uh, at the same time, he can also just like do gimmicky stuff with runs and try to treat that as like a a mix up, even though there there are some pretty good counters that have emerged to it. But 
you know, doing like a normal end of run or just flat out running and things like that. Like the character has, I think, more potential to be a balanced character than Mika. It's not a feat that I'm uh, envious that that um, Capcom has to do with how they've designed him right now, because it, it is it's like you take away his his big boomer and he doesn't have much left. But as it stands now, it's also not very fun to um, to play with. And I mean, like like Steven said, it's it's fun to watch that. It's fun when you're not part of the interaction, you know, when you're not when it's obviously when it's happening to you, it sucks. And then you even said, like, yeah, I feel kind of like I'm dumb when I'm doing it. You know, it's like it's it's not as rewarding as making a uh, a brilliant read. And there are situations where Abigail makes a cool read. Like um, I remember one time Steven uh, walked up to me and put me in a position where I was like, I'm just going to wake up DP. What are you doing? And he parried it, and I was like, that was cool. That was like third strike stuff right there. So the character has some potential. But again, I, I like what you guys were saying in there, especially, Steven, your, your change was what? Like to revert his big ridiculousness. It's either yeah. make his make his ridiculousness not as ridiculous or make his ability to play in the neutral more significant. And then I guess you would reduce his ridiculousness also. So I, that seems to be the common denominator there. Um, I, I think that if he's going to have what he has and it's, it's like a, it's like kind of a mountainous task to try to reduce what he has and make, make him still a good character. What I might do is just make it more thoughtful for him to get in. So like, he can't just do roll cancel into V trigger. You're in a 50, 50 that might cost you all of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't like, I, I don't think that most characters at all should have follow-ups after they hit their super, but I, like with Abigail, he's going to hit like a combo into his super and then get a follow-up afterwards. It's like, geez, at the same time, the character isn't winning too much. So I don't think he's a problem as far as, you know, he'll, he'll crack top eight here and there, but I don't think he's a problem. I think that he, he needs to be just balanced to be more fun. And so, gosh, there's a lot of ways that you could potentially go at that. And I'm not an expert on it. So I personally would see that he doesn't get like a mix up after roll into V trigger. But um, I think that there's a, a lot of different ways to skin that cat. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So moving all along, we have uh, we have Nash and Nash is a character. I think that suffers very heavily when someone gets in on him. I think his zoning and other stuff is actually pretty good for most characters. Pretty strong. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like people usually have trouble approaching him and he can dash in and out. He's got those escapes and all that. And I think that just kind of once you get in on him, that's where he really suffers. And so what I would do to, to counterbalance that is give a standing light punch up, make that a three frame normal since he only has four frame normals right now. And. But make it uh, plus three on hit instead of plus four, so it only combos on counter hit like Bison. Bison's got a three okay. frame normal, so hey, you know, make it make it like Bison, and it's like hey, if you want to get anything off of that, you know, you got to get it on a counter hit. So it would be it gives him a defensive tool to kind of work with. Uh, it will move him up, but not make him amazing, you know. And so it gives him one more thing that's solid. You have to be rewarded for getting it on Nash. You have to like it's he can be such a beast at keeping you out. And so it's like, all right, let's make that not as oppressive to the Nash player once someone finally does get in on you. Like you have a little bit more of a fighting chance of getting someone out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Nash, I'm I'm not super well versed in that character. Uh, I do uh, recall a conversation I actually had with uh, Majin Tension Hun here on the on the site, and uh, I was just talking to him about like I was looking at Nash's tools because again I don't really come across that character too much, and I've never really played him. But I was looking at his tools one day, and I'm like, man, why isn't this character better than he is right he now? Looks good, yeah, right? he has he tools for everything. Like it's crazy. He has all this stuff, 
but I think that the utility of them might not be as good as like they seem, you know? And it's like, he has all these crazy command normals and stuff. He has like a, a flash kick. He has all these different things yet. He's, he still suffers. And um, like, I, again, I'm not really sure where to go with him, but I think just kind of t like toning up some of the different things that he has there, like his anti-airs and things like that might be a good, you know, a good way to start. Um, but again, I'm not super well versed. So I'm not sure what to do with him, but uh, it, it's just weird to see him with so many tools and it's like, well, why isn't he good? And it's like, I don't know. So. I 100% uh, agree with what John was saying here. This is one of the characters that I'm like, he's he's frustrated me in the past, but at the same time, when you get in, it's like you're really in and, and he has a problem. So it's mm -hmm. it's like, I don't think that he's all that great um, now that he's not, you know, the season one version and especially with, you know, if if he was a big reason or if input lag was a big reason why he was good and it's getting reduced even further it's probably not going to bode too well for him again now um but like so i don't know how to i i sure he can be frustrating with his zoning but like he's supposed to be and i don't think i could ever like nerf him further with you know like any kind of honesty so but i, I like that kind of nuanced approach where you make his jab three frames and instead of four but then not as plus unless he hits the counter hit. That sounds like a pretty good tool for, especially for defense, because in this game, um, sticking out a button while you're being, uh, while you're under pressure is actually one of the, like the kind of 50, 50 esque situations that you have to be comfortable with trying. Sometimes it's one of your evolving tactics. That's not just like mashing on defense. It's like, if you have a button that you can stick out there as your opponent's going to try to, you know, pepper in a, a walk forward so that they can resume their offense or, or their 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 block offense um i think that that's something that the character could use because his defense is pretty poor and and um, people put his v reversal under the microscope pretty early on because it seemed pretty strong i mean it teleports him out of the corner but there are answers to it or at least like it, they people can minimize its effectiveness mm -hmm. so i like giving him something that's going to help him potentially on both defense and offense but the idea that it's like a little bit of a bonus if he catches it on counter hit is the perfect touch to it so give him that and uh and see where he's at but i'm not an expert on this character mm -hmm. so that may or may not be enough for him all right moving on we have balrog I think this character actually is a little bit better than people probably give him credit for. Smug mm -hmm. got second with him at E-League. Um, you haven't seen all the Balrog mains completely drop the character. You saw a lot of the bandwagon Balrog players drop him, but a lot of people still play this character and do well with him in tournament. Uh, I think he's still good. And uh, on that note, I actually have nothing for him. It's like, if you're lowering all the top tiers, I think Balrog you know, naturally just gets a little bit better and he moves up the tier list. And I, I just don't think he's in a bad spot. So no changes mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, I actually, I, I completely agree. Um, he's one of those characters that if you tweak him a little bit in the wrong direction, uh, he's going to either plummet or skyrocket uh, on the tier list. And it's like, I think he's potent enough right now. He's he's solid. He's got good damage and everything. He's still, you can still do Balrog things. I mean, it's, I don't see too much to change with that character either. Yeah, he does retain his identity as Balrog, and that's a good thing. The character is especially a problem for me as an Akali player because he's got great control of the horizontal with um, not only buttons but like rush punches as well. And then he's got one of the best anti-airs in the game and that it's just a normal and it's very strong. It's like similar to Birdie. And so uh, he... Um, I, I feel like he's pretty strong but it's also probably... Uh, like I, I acknowledge that a lot of that is just the matchup. And... Uh, maybe something like he doesn't just get to do EX Rush Punch, stuff like that. But if that wasn't changed, like if, if EX Rush Punch was uh, 
I don't know. I don't like the idea. Like, those are kind of just do-its. But also, Balrog rush punches have kind of been just do-its since the beginning. And he doesn't get a ton off of them. So and, and if you're I have spaced a hard well, time. you whip punish him, like, super well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something John taught me. It's like, when you're really good against Balrog, you always stand at whip punish ranges, and you just whip punish him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you walk into it, and then you walk backwards so that he whiffs the, the rush punch, and you can smack his outstretched arm. And that's very doable. Like, you can react to that. Um but yeah, yeah. So I, I, as an Akali player, nerf this this guy. But <laughs> in general, like I have to say, like I think he's pretty good with where he's at. Yeah, and, and just so everyone knows too, Balrog is one of Manat's worst matchups, and I'm still like, nah, the character's fine. <laughs> like uh, I lose to a good portion of the Balrog players I run across. They usually just beat me. I'm still trying to figure out the match, and I'm still like, don't mess with them. He's fine. Uh, nothing like the season two Balrog that we had to experience. So, mm-hmm. uh, so moving right along, we've got Cody. And this is a character, like, we're getting into season three territory now because we're getting lower on the tier list, haha. Um, <laughs> but um, it's a, he, I think he has good zoning. I'm very happy with his zoning. I'm actually happy with his rushdown. I'm happy with his damage. I honestly think he's a character that just kind of remains unexplored because he's not amazing, but he's not terrible either. And, and so I don't have any changes for the guy because it's like, damn, it's like I really wish some high-level players were showing up in tournament. Uh, besides Shazzy, who's like the third best like player online, who I run across all the time, who I is like the only person I get to judge Cody by. Um, it, he's really good with a character, uh, has great setups and all that stuff. How do you normally do against? Uh, I win here and there uh, if I can really be kind of like if I can get him out of his his just amazing solidly play, and if I can bait out his DPs, which he he likes to do. So. What do you mean? Oh, you mean like his uh, his spin? Yeah, his spin kicks. Plus, he plays Guile a lot too, and so like I, you know, his DP moves like uh, then I do okay against him. But yeah, so Mm -hmm. yeah, Cody's one of those characters again that it's like like you said, John. He's he's kind of underexplored. I feel like, and I think he gets uh, a worse rep than than people you know, uh, or than he actually has. Again, I think he might be might be stronger than people realize just because they he's not great on the surface. Maybe he's not like super super top tier on the surface. So people kind of. Uh, just kind of move away from him. Um, I don't know what you could give to him. Uh, what comes to mind for me is maybe, maybe making his V skill a little bit, a little bit more consistent. Um, because I know that there are different ways that like you can jump, uh, uh, like cross up and things like that that'll make it whiff. Uh, his V skill being the invincible reversal. But I, I'm kind of reluctant to say buff his invincible reversal. That's meterless kind of thing. Um, but I do know again, there's times where it's like it, it's an anti cross up. But there's times where it'll whiff and you know, it's a little bit inconsistent here and there. So maybe make that more consistent somehow. But even then, it's like, man, I think the character has really great mix-ups. He's got great rushdown, uh, especially with, like, V-Trigger 2, I believe it is, with the pipe. It's like once the rock stuff comes into play, there's all these mind games that come out, and it's, like, uh, different pressure situations that he can create. Um, I, I don't know what you could kind of do to that character, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm, okay, so of course needs has higher potential than we've explored thus far. Needs more of a chance, um, especially in the hands of higher ranked players. And we have Shazzy, we had Momochi playing him for a minute, but we haven't seen that in a long time. And I think Cool Kid's playing him now, oh, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. Uh, playing Abigail and Cody, which is kind of cool, is the mm-hmm. final fight character is Mad Gear versus the Mayor. Yeah. Um, but one thing, the, the first thing that comes to mind with Cody is actually something that I would want to see nerfed, and I don't think that the character needs to be nerfed overall, and I think that, um, you know, I'll get some flack for saying that that he should have something taken away from him, and maybe it's just that I don't know enough to, to get out of it, but he's got the command grab in V-Trigger 2, 
into the rocks and I don't uh, like it, it loops into itself or you get hit and it's like I don't know how to get out of that you can't really DP mm-hmm. you can't stay put you can't like is it technically an inescapable setup or or like what do you do and do you guys know because if you like rent a V reversal you still get hit by the command yeah grab, there, like there are small gaps I believe with it um, but the gaps are always like you know into a frame trap so you kind of got to jab them out um, I think you can backdash and the backdash if like the rocks catch you is not that big of a deal you know, you're taking mm-hmm. like the rocks do like 20 damage or something. And there are ways of escaping, but you really need to lab as setups. And especially with a player like Shazzy, who's probably the best Cody player right now uh, on the planet, it seems like um, he's really good. Uh, he does not give you very many gaps to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I've had success with doing. I don't know if it's because he messed up his timing, but I've been able to do it a few times and get out of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten out a couple of times, but it seems like that kind of like i don't like that that he has that kind of a thing going on where it's like you there's there's no like maybe you put into a situation where it's either jump or or block you know and i mean that's that's standard street fighter stuff but it seems like he covers almost every option and and it's into big damage so i don't like that about him now you take that away i think you should give him maybe a little bit something else to to make up for it that's a little more regulated and and makes sense for the character but again um, I think that he has a lot of potential. I think that he's a decent character and that he hasn't been explored enough. So I would get rid of that and then, you know, uh, give him something else. Like that, you if you went to the Cody forums, I think there's probably one or two things that people are just really asking for that makes sense. Give him that, whatever it is. But yeah, he's um, I, I, I like let's hang out for a little bit and see where he grows to before we make too much of a judgment because he is still pretty fresh and relatively unexplored. Mm-hmm. Right. So next up we have Laura. Uh, this character was a terror in season two and she was a definition of a robbery character and I was very happy with the changes that Capcom made she's still a grappler at the end of the day she's still going to rob you to some degree Um, I think that she's fallen off maybe a little bit more than she should have because you are seeing a number of Laura players actually go away from the character and that to me is usually a sign of they went too far so what I would actually like to see with Laura is her her V gauge have a few more ways of, of building itself, and that would be with crush counters. I think she should get a little bit more V gauge from that, and then I think with her V skill, which is her you know her overhead, um, I think that should build a little bit more V gauge as well, so she can get to her three bar V trigger a little faster than she does right now. It's it's it, she goes a little bit too long without getting with getting into her her. I'm going to just roll over you mode type thing. And that's really what made her a great character uh, besides standing medium kick <laughs> being the ridiculous hmm. It's what made her a strong yes. character. It didn't make her necessarily mm-hmm. good to be in the game character. Right. And again, it's a, I, I go back to the heart of my argument about grapplers, which I've already been into. Uh, just That's how they're kind of fundamentally designed. They're going to rob you. That's what they, they specialize in. And I think that Laura just has fallen off a little bit too much and I'd like to see some of the people who were playing her before you know, go back to her because she's actually viable versus character loyalty which is pretty much what the laura players are doing right now uh but that's how i'd alter her mm-hmm. yeah for me i i lose to laura a lot just because of the once she pops v trigger she does the whole 50 50 thing and again it becomes kind of the mika thing but that's the nature of it um so i i don't know how i would i don't really have a change for her uh other than again uh, it when you lose to that it's not very fun but that might just be me with you know not knowing the matchup as well or something but uh yeah, I don't really have a change for her. I feel the same way, and and I don't often lose to Laura's. I can usually beat them. So the character is not super strong, and then when she wins, it's not very satisfying, mm-hmm. at least in the in the traditional like Street Fighter back and forth. And so it's like, ugh, I, I again, I'm not super happy with where Laura's at. 
Um, I don't like that when she's doing like pressure to you, the way she opens you up is often with just, I hope that you're blocking low and I do an overhead mm-hmm. or, or I'm just going to like pray with an EX shoulder that has a hit of armor that you're doing something. It's like, she doesn't seem to have any very many legitimate ways to open you up. So it resorts to gimmicks, which I don't think Laura players especially love. And I certainly don't love hit, getting hit by them. So I would give her, I'm not sure how you do this, but hey, this isn't my job to tell you how to do it. It's just to tell you what you need to do. <laughs> I would make her offense where she's trying to actually open you up somehow a little bit more legitimate, where she's not just like guessing and hoping with moves that have such huge risk. And um, because they often don't pan out for her. But like I said, when they do, it still sucks. Mm-hmm. So I think that the tweaking needs to be done somewhere in there. I'm not sure exactly how you would do it. And then, yeah, when she pops V trigger, it kind of sucks because like, you're either getting command grabbed or crush countered half the time it mm-hmm. seems, and 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 it's not because of like, I don't know. You either hold up or or you don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, but again, when V trigger happens, it's um, I do I do like the idea of getting her to V trigger faster. Uh, yeah, but again, she's she's not the best designed character with where she's at right now. So a, a lot of potential work to go into her. So next up we have Ken, and Ken is a very divisive character, I think for many people. He actually still produces results in tournament, um, shockingly enough. Uh, Big Bird, again, he just he won uh, Seam with uh, Ken as his uh, you know, sub-character. Chris T still plays him, also plays Akuma. Uh, he shows up a decent bit at high-level tournaments, yet most people don't consider him a great character. And so this is probably going to go against the grain here, Uh I do fundamentally think that some characters need to be explosive and just kind of wild. Even though I want to see that toned down in certain characters, I just I think you need those characters in the bunch um, because they add variety to the games. And fighting games are notorious for having those just kind of wild characters as long as they're built the right way, where they have an obvious weakness that everyone can exploit. I'm generally fine with it. Again, you know, using the Zangief example. So with Ken, I would make his V trigger one. Uh, the Shurikens, uh drain the gauge because right now it's just a countdown timer he does his heat rush and it just you know it lasts for 15 seconds or whatever and it powers up all of his moves but they don't drain any faster this i would make his his dps drain the the meter a little bit more faster but make them fully invincible and do more damage and that would actually make him more like akuma uh, Akuma's moves, they all they drain it, but they're all fully invincible. Right. You know, they're metered and all that. And it's just weird to me from a fundamental standpoint why Akuma has a better DP than Ken does. And it's like yet another thing that Akuma does better than the other Shotos. And it's like, what are you doing, Capcom? Like, why? Um, Ken is all about the DP. Uh, you you may love it, you may hate it, but just I think that aspect of him, his normal DPs are just fine. Like they work great. Um, but in V Trigger One, he should be much more of a, a scary risk, and that makes it so that if you're trying to pressure him when he has V Trigger One up, he can you know do his DP right into Critical Art, and it makes him even more scary because he's got a full on invincible reversal there. Um, and it's he's more reckless, he's more wild, but that's Ken. Like Ken is rushing up in your face. You know uh, what does he say when he activates his V Trigger? I'm I'm gonna go crazy. I know he doesn't say that. But he says something like that. He's essentially saying that, you know, and that's Ken. That's like, okay, he's a crazy character. He has crazy kicks. That's what he does. So that's what I would do with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my original change was actually going to be uh, the stupid light kick Tatsu on Wake Up because I just think that's so dumb. It's like, what, three frames or oh, something? Yeah. It's just like so ridiculous and it shouldn't function that way. But I will say that I think uh, actually changes should be made to his V Trigger 2. Uh, I think it's something that's just, it's kind of, it's one of those V Triggers that's just kind of, 
there. It's like camp players don't really use it as much from what I've seen. And it's just like, it doesn't really like, it's just not that interesting. It's the big, uh, the Shinryuken that goes straight up and like you could combo after it and stuff, but I don't know. It's just something that's like, I wish it like doesn't even have invincibility. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it does decent damage, I think, but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you kind of have a, you know, a glaring V trigger. That's the better option. It's like, you know, just add something more to that. So you can actually have some more options, you know, going into the fight and, you know, for different matchups and things like that. And I would just like to see something a little bit more interesting with that V trigger. Mm -hmm. I've been playing a ton, um, against Brent online. Mm -hmm. Brent is cool. And I've Ken has been my least favorite character to play against in the game because he does a lot of things that are not safe, but then it's like either he wins or you win. And you can do those things with intent and you can do those things without intent and it's pretty hard to see when either is being done. So a lot of times it feels like Ken's also playing a one-player game that's not in his favor by any means, which is why he's not that great of a character, but he's like, I'm going to go for an overhead. And it's like, if you block it, well, you get to punish him. And if not, he gets the thing. But I think that the term reckless, like you use John, is a very good um, describing um, or a very good adjective for him. And I don't really like that. I've I've since appreciated the character a little bit more, having played against Brent as much as I have in recent weeks. And like he's not a great character and he's not all that consistent because a big part of him is just, I'm going to do the move and, and either... You know, you blocked it or you didn't or you did the counter or you didn't. Um, and so, like, he does, like, a lot of reckless, like, normals that are blocked and canceled into the run, which is, like, minus 14. But it gets away with it. And I think a lot of that kind of stuff is going to go away with the reduction of input lag. And so he'll probably need something else to kind of go in and, and fix that. And I don't know exactly what that would be. But I, I think that Ken will get nerfed because of the input lag change. And... Hopefully he gets something in in return that, but that that's on more of like the thoughtful line as opposed to the hope this works line, and uh, and yeah that's that's kind of where I stand. Like the character is is based on hope this works, and I don't mm -hmm. like that. So something that changes that. But I, I I all out I'm I'm all for giving his V trigger two more utility. And, um, and yeah. I just love the flowchart uh, Ken images from Street Fighter 4 and just that, that Ken face where his <laughs> eyes are like all, you know, bugged out and all that. And it's like, it, Ken has been that way since like the get go. It's like, ah, oh, it's crap. All it's, roads lead to yeah, DP. It's, yeah, it's a Ken player. That's what they're going to do. And it's like, you have to play into that. That's what Ken is. Like, and if, if you go away from that, it's like, well, why didn't you make, you know, Ryu the sequel or whatever, or just another Akuma, mm -hmm. you know, freaking evil or Akuma or what? I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, so I, I love bringing that back, but I I just I had that image pop into my head and I, I don't think anyone does not love that image. It's just it's so classic. Did it work? Nope. Yep. Did I yep. learn anything? Nope. nope. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Repeat yep. the process. All right, moving right along. We have Sagat. Um I overall feel that his zoning is lackluster. I just don't feel like his zoning really punishes you like like a character like Guile does. And on on that note, I would take his tar tiger uppercut damage and increase it by 10 or 20 to really make you feel it. And it gets scary with his combos, especially the ones that end with that. But I kind of offset that with the damage scaling in this game because it scales much more than it did in Street Fighter 4. Um, the scaling happens right on the second move in Street Fighter 4. It happened on the third move. Uh, I think that's going to be enough to offset that and not make it too good. Uh, I just, I want Sagat to hurt you when you jump at him. It's like, 
you jumped at me. You dared to jump at the seven foot behemoth. You know, my tiger is going to come out and bite you too, or something. Maybe that's how he gets the extra 10 or 20 damage. But <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I just, that's what I want to see. I want to see proper zoning in this game because this game lacks zoning. And we're talking about Dalson, like not that long ago. And we're like, yeah, he doesn't even zone. He mostly like goes after you like offensively. And it's like zoning really is lackluster in this game. It needs to be improved. And so the way I want to see them go about Sagat is improve his zoning by make you really fear that DP, that he is going to hurt you if you dare to jump at him. Yeah, uh, my change actually is in a similar vein. Uh, I think with this character, um, you want to focus more on buffing his zoning. Uh, as we talked about earlier and Raptor mentioned, it's like you have a character in Guile that's really great at zoning and really great at offense. And it's like that character is supposed to be a zoning-centric character. Whereas you have Sagat, who is a zoning-centric character, and his rushdown is definitely not as good as Guile's. Uh, I think it's better than people think it is, but I think it's as good as it should be for his you know, zoning capabilities. Uh, but I think his zoning needs to be pushed to the next level. Uh, what I would do is probably improve some of his normals in the neutral so that it just kind of uh, helps him build that wall better and actually, you know, maintain it. And like, hey, now you have to really try and get in. And he can actually use some more stuff outside of fireballs to kind of keep you out a little bit better. Uh, and again, I think that his damage is great already uh, because, again, you start increasing damage and it's like one jump in combo right now he can tack on damage really fast especially with um you know v skill of the angry scar active so i'm kind of uh, i'm hesitant to you know increase his damage but i think maybe improving some normals uh maybe the, the hitboxes on them or maybe the speed as well could uh, potentially help his zoning out a lot mm -hmm. Players uh, Bonchan and Alex Valle, who are two, uh, you know, experts in one in Street Fighter in general and the other very specifically in Sagat, have both essentially said that he needs better rushdown. Um, mm. That his and his zoning is, I think it is strong, but again, in Street Fighter Five, it's not strong enough to warrant. You know, I mean, like you have to be a really good zoner in order for that that particular approach to work in this game. And he doesn't quite have that. So it's like, he's right there, you know? Like, he's, he's mid-low-tier-ish kind mm -hmm. of a thing. But he's, like, right there and too much, and you're going to break him. Um, and if you gave him better rushdown, then I think you got kind of more of, like, a guile situation. And I really don't like that. You know, I yeah. think a character should be rushdown or zoning, but I don't like them having both. And so you're stuck between... It, it really kind of comes down to a question of zone, buff zoning or buff rushdown. He's a slow character. And, and from, to what you said, Steven, if, if Sagat's jumping forward, then he's losing, I think. Mm -hmm. and, and traditionally, it, it used to be that, like, if Guile's walking forward, he's losing. Right. Uh, or, like, if you have a Guile walking forward or jumping forward, it's a bad thing for the Guile because he's not playing the game that he's best at. Uh, hmm. I, uh, I, it's, it's hard to say. I, I like the idea of, of making him a better zoner, but I absolutely hear the reservations about like, well, when you make a single move too good, um, then, then you really run into problems. So maybe it's even push him further into the zoning camp and then maybe, I don't know, <laughs> make him even worse as far as up close to, in order to counterbalance that. But at least he shines in a specific way. I do think Sagat as a character, like I kind of alluded to earlier with Akuma, like is one of those characters that should be strong in Street Fighter games. And he's not quite up to par with where he should be. He's very satisfying, as we've talked about before on the podcast, to hit like a V-trigger uh, or a, a V-skill a v powered up, you know, Tiger mm -hmm. uppercut. And... Um, I would hate to see him be a character that doesn't get used very much because I think he's really cool. And so if I had to choose right now, 
gosh, it's it's really tough. It's one or the other. It's zoning or it's rushdown. I suppose for me personally, I'd like to get have better zoning, and so maybe a t- tiger uppercut that that uh, does a little more damage, and therefore, uh, yeah, I. The more I think about it, the ten or twenty damage on the uppercut would be better. Um, and then, because he has defense and the fact that he has an EX reversal, stuff like that. And his, his normals are actually kind of decent. They're slow, but like they, they space things out and combined with his trying to zone and you trying to guess when to jump and not, like they, they're fairly effective. So that was my very first inclination from the very beginning when I started playing him was like his, his uppercuts need to have more, they need to be scarier. They need to have more reward because he can hit you with like five uppercuts, but you need to get in once and then he's in pretty dire straits. So I guess I'll go with buff his buff his zoning ability, buff his uppercuts. But like, if that doesn't work out, be ready to change things back and maybe go in a different direction with him. Yeah, my thing is just we we've got enough rushdown in Street Fighter Five. Let's get yeah. some zoners in there and it, let's mm-hmm. let's actually make zoning like viable and good. It's good for the health of the game. It was it reminds me of Marvel Three when we're back watching it. Like everyone was rushing down before Chris G, you know, got in there and actually started you know zoning properly. And it was like it got old after a while. Like you you didn't see any mm-hmm. variety in the gameplay. And Street Fighter Five is more balanced than that. Thankfully, you've got characters now like Guile, Manat, and a few others who can actually zone. But we could use another zoner in there. And, yeah. and so, yeah. But moving right along to another character who has a mix of zoning and not, uh, we have Zeku. Uh, this is a character that Steven's played quite a bit. Uh, I don't have a lot to say because I actually feel like the character is fairly underrated. And I especially think if you watch the European fighting game community, you see some very good Zeku players out there. Uh, I don't think he's incredible. I don't think he's like, oh, you know, secretly top 10 or something like that. Like, But he might secretly be like right up there in that upper mid-tier area where he's one of the better, you know, characters somewhere around like, you know, the 15 range or something like that overall. Uh, I think he's, again, very underrated, but... It's mostly his young Zeku form that is underrated. Uh, his old Zeku form is good for zoning, but it's very matchup specific. And so the one thing <laughs> I would change with them is I'd actually make him start off in young Zeku mode. And I literally <laughs> think that would make the character better on the surface because you're not having to like be- you know dash backwards and change forms like right off the you know right off the bat. Or give him the option to like yeah. pull a Zelda sheet. Yeah. And well, it could be like Gen as well in, in Street yeah. Fighter Four. You could actually start the match out in the different forms. Yeah. He, he needs that and it's I get it like you know old Zeku's really the character young is just kind of like his other alternate form but the bottom line is young Zeku's a lot better than old Zeku uh, old Zeku's so matchup specific and, and literally I think changing that and not starting the person off with a disadvantage I think is a, the best way to go but yeah mm-hmm. yeah my change actually has to do with um, consistency uh, I actually agree with you John I think that people uh, underrate this character uh, I think they undersell him and he's one of those characters that's uh, super technical. He's he might be the most technical character in the game, maybe only second to Manat. Uh, he's up there and playing him. I can definitely attest to that. Um, for me, it's more of a I would like to see his combos and things be a little bit more consistent in that when you're at certain ranges with that character, um, you'll just have random drops with stuff. So like, for example, like in old Zeku, uh, his B&B with like standing medium kick and standing medium uh, punch, uh, that's like his main juggle into, you know, getting the party started with stuff. That's his main bread and butter. And it's like, you know, if you're a little bit further out, uh, you'll either whiff the the slash kick or it'll drop in some way. And it's like, 
it happens more often than you would think. And it's just unfortunate. It's like, man, like I, I should have got that. Like I worked to get this confirm already and now I'm just dropping it randomly. And it's like, now I'm at disadvantage and it's like, I just lost my opportunity kind of thing. Nikali has that too. It yeah. It's just really unfortunate. And it's like, again, with a character like that, where it's like, he's banking on, you know, he's super technical and he's banking on getting that opening. And once you get it, it's like, Oh, well there it went. And now I'm playing against, you know, whatever dumb character Cammy, she can do whatever she wants now and beat me. Uh, I think that's something that should be looked at. Uh, and also with, um, with young Zeku, he actually has a combo into uh, his run slide uh, out of the uh, light uh, shoulder tackle, but you like, you rarely see it. And it's again, it's so hard to land it. And it's so specific on where you have to hit it from. And I think with that, it's like, you give him the ability to combo into that consistently. And now you have a uh, better Oki. Now you have better pressure. And now this character just immediately goes up in the ranks, in my opinion. Uh, and again, that goes back into the whole consistency thing where it's like, you basically, again, if you tighten up the screws a little bit on this character, I think he can be a really strong contender. I think he's got a lot of options because he's basically two characters in one. Mm -hmm. Even his normals aren't the same. Right. Um, so that's pretty big, and it also means a lot of exploration, so it's going to take a long time for people to really figure him out. And I think he's coming along. Angry Bird and Big Bird, I think, both have used him mm -hmm. and, and seen um, some, uh, some victory in that. The fact that his young form, when he does back wake up, is five frames longer than everybody else is stupid and it's it, apparently it's there on purpose because he's been through uh, multiple patches where uh, they could have fixed that and they haven't and i don't understand why you make characters like change on that fun like foundational and fundamental level just randomly mm -hmm. i think it's a really stupid move and it's it's something that is very frustrating very often so um that's something that i think absolutely needs to be changed i don't see why you would have that in there at all as far as the character goes i um spend more time like give the community more time with him i think he's okay with where he's at if there's you know if again you go to the zeku discord or forums or whatnot and and you find that like there's this overwhelming like he needs to be like plus one more on this move or something like that sure give it to him but i think that widely speaking um he's got i mean he's two characters in one mm -hmm. that can go back and forth so i think that uh again spend more time figuring him out but i think with where he's okay uh, or where he's at right now is pretty okay just get rid of that stupid delayed wake up. Yeah. So moving right along to Blanca, uh, I think that we've talked about this character quite a bit on the pod. He plays Street Fighter V a lot uh, in terms of just like get in your face, scramble, you know, make you make mistakes. It's kind of his fundamental strategy. I do think he has some trouble getting in. And on that note, I would make his Blanca balls a little bit faster. And that would mean kind of like just a little bit more like maybe startup. And that would, you know, reduce the overall animation time. So we can kind of land in front of you a little bit more with the Blanca balls and use them to actually kind of get in, not necessarily on block, but on, you know, on whiff. And you can still whiff punish and all that. Just it gives him a little bit more options on getting in. Uh, I still I still don't think the character is very great, but I think giving him more options to get in is kind of the approach. And yeah. Yeah, for me, I think the biggest gripe I had with that character, one of them is that um, the way that you combo into his V-Skill, like the, the launch punch or whatever, um, like you can basically only get that from a jump in, a big jump in, or like, you know, a heavy punch or something like that. Like, I feel like there's, it's very specific when you can get that. You only really see it for big punishes or if you get like a, you know, 
some kind of a crouching uh, a counter hit crouching medium kick or something it's very situational uh situational uh the way that you combo into it and i think that that's that could open up some doors for him if they found a better way to to combo into that launcher because uh, now he's getting you know uh, more opportunities to get big combos and you know get juggles and stuff like that and again i think that that's still uh for me that was what bothered me about the character a lot it was just like you have his V skill and it's like, yeah, you can do like the, um, the, the coward crouch into the jump and stuff like that. But you're, you're only really getting that, that launcher punch on a big punish or like a lucky jump in kind of thing. Uh, and it's, it's kind of weird to combo into it too. The timing's kind of strange as well. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, that would be the change I would give him just to give him more combo options and, uh, you know, ways to open up the opponent. The way the character has, was designed. I feel like they put him in Street Fighter 2 and they really wanted something that was very different, him and, and Dalsim. And when you do something that's really different than everyone else, it often rises either to the top or the bottom. And they did a decent good job with the direction they took Blanca, but he's emerged more as like a troll character in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a world where you make him amongst the best in the game, I think that you're hurting the game, uh, at least how I see it. Now, it's not impossible to to change him in such a way that makes him a more of a legit good character that that is actually you know not relying on gimmicks and things like that but so often like Blanca's doing things just like hoping that you picked the wrong option or didn't react in time and the nerf to um, the input lag is going to hurt him a little bit because you know he has a similar move to the dolphin dive and his command grab and mm-hmm. He's going to do Blanca balls, and a lot of times he's just going to put you in scramble situations and hope for the best, and it's like that's fine because that's Blanca and because it's been Blanca for a long time, but I think he gets by on the, on like, he's kind of grandfathered in in that respect, and so without a complete revamping of the character, and I, I don't think you could revamp Blanca because he's been around for so long and been who he is for so long that it's hard to to change him into a more of what i would see as a legitimate character and it's not only just street fighter 5 it's like he was this in 4 as well um and and so it's hard to begin to tackle that and and like um it's not to say that he's not legitimate but like what does he do he gets v trigger he does like crazy rainbow balls and then you know you have to guess is he gonna continue to after doing the unsafe move that becomes safe and v-trigger is he gonna follow it up with another one or is he gonna try to throw you and that's it's that's kind of whatever so I, I we've seen some players do some good stuff with him in like wolfgang and whatnot but a lot of it is is based off of like a, you know a combination of weird gimmicks and and then you know some understanding of situations and the things that he can do. But this character, I think, is like he is what he's supposed to be. He's kind of smack dab in the middle of the tier lists, and apparently he does decently well against them. You know, some of the higher tier characters like uh, Cami and whatnot. And I'm not sure if that's true or if it's just been uh, a couple of instances where it's happened. But I don't. I think he's if he's better, he's a problem. And and so like he's in the middle of the tier list where he should be, and then I think that the the developers have kind of achieved what they want with him. So I don't think that he needs much in the way of tweaking. Right. Keep Blanca crappy. That's what we're saying. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving right along, we have Chun Li. Uh, I think this character is still a pretty much powerhouse footsie zoning character. I think she does very well with that. Um, but I'm gonna go along with Brawly Legs, who said that 
Uh, I think her instant lightning leg kick should be about one frame more plus on block. And I still think that would keep her, uh, I think right now she goes negative three or negative two, somewhere around there. Spit her at negative one, you know, or zero, depending on where you landed at, I guess. Um, it's not as good as season one, but just a bit better overall. And let's Chun Li add a little bit more variety into her offense because I don't think she has great ways of approaching right now uh, offensively. And I think that giving her one more tool and making it a little bit better uh, offensively, like, gives her another look which i think will move her up the tier list a bit and it's the one thing i do with her mm -hmm. yeah for me i think that um her v skill is probably the thing that needs the most attention or it should get some attention because again it, it's just kind of a it's a little bit like stale it, it was you know she's a season one character or you know a launch character and stuff and it's it's used in combos for punishes and it has this you know it, it can allow you to approach but it's it's really slow and it's like I don't know. I would just like to see that updated a bit and given some new properties or something that makes it a little bit more useful. Uh, again, you see it mostly in combos that are big punish combos, so it makes it situational. And, you know, you have Chun-Li players that do use it to approach, but it's it's really floaty and it's just, I don't know. I think it should, it should there should be some kind of update to it, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think Chun-Li is a good character uh, as far as, like, Capcom did a good job with her. She was pretty broken in Season 1, but since then they've they, they nerfed her too much, and then they brought her up a little bit, and she's in a decent spot right now where people will still play her. She's not the best in the game by any means, but she's she plays footsies, and I think that this patch is going to help her because of the footsies thing. Yeah. And and as such, it's like she has a lot of tools. They're not the best, but she can get by on them. She's got great uh, pokes, as, as normally you know, Chun-Li does. She's got an EX reversal. Her, her she's fun to watch, especially with juggle combos with her um, V trigger one. You know, watch MOV, and and he's always a, a pleasant, um, a ple like an entertaining player to 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 see how he you know goes about doing things, and he's very good at surprising and you know doing hit confirms into super stuff like that. So I think that the only buff that she really kind of needs right now is is what's happening with the input lag, and I think that that'll help her out maybe reconvene after she's had a little while with that and see if she really needs something else. But right now I think that the, uh, if she gets two frames, um, of less input lag, that that'll be a big deal for her. So the next character is Fong and I finally want to see Capcom go in on the poison mechanic that we've been hearing about since 2015, I think, or 2016. No, 2015. Yeah. Uh, because it came out like an early 20, we've heard about this stupid mechanic for the longest time, like poison <laughs> damage. It's going to like, you know, it's going to be a thing. It's never been a thing. It's always sucked. It's always been pretty much a non-factor. Make it finally a legitimate thing. Make the whole reason you put Fong in the game actually matter. Make the poison mechanic do one uh, 150% damage, uh, 150 damage more or 200% damage more. Double that sucker and make it a legitimate thing where people actually fear being poisoned. And, and that's what I want to see with the character. It's like we hear rumors of him being okay besides that, but it's like that stupid poison mechanic that has so, had so much hype before has never been a good factor in the game where people are like, oh, wow, like poison. You know, it's when you say poison, people think of the, the awesome final fight character. That's it. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> make this matter. That would be my big change. Yeah, that's actually the same change I have. Uh, the poison mechanic is just so lackluster. It doesn't really put any fear in anybody. It's something that um, I think the reason why it's as weak as it is right now is because it has potential to be really broken. And I think Capcom's a little bit scared to to turn that dial because it's like, you know, you have this mechanic that he can just basically, you know, inflict damage over time and stay away from you. And then if it's doing a ton of damage, it's like, 
you can just stay away and run down your health and it, this character becomes really, really good. Um, but I think that it definitely needs attention. Uh, the poison mechanic, it, it needs to be buffed. And I think that would actually help out Fong a lot and help him climb the, the tier chart finally uh, after three years of being at the bottom, uh, pretty much. I, I think that that's what they need to change for him. He's he gets wins sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's, I'm never comfortable fighting Fong. It mm -hmm. might just be experience. And that's, that's very yeah. much. Uh, I actually, I, mean, I hate fighting Fong because I think he might be one of Abigail's worst matchups. He might be his worst matchup because, uh, yeah, all of the multi-hitting attacks that are so fast, it's just so hard to beat him. definitely needs buffs in. Please buff the hell out of him, Capcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, yes, and, and like as you both kind of got to, and we were talking about this um, when the character was like kind of first announced, you go, well, when you, similar to Dawson, when you put such an exception to the rule when giving him this different mechanic that really nobody else has, uh, you, you're oftentimes going to go to either the top or the bottom of the hierarchy, and he's kind of gone to the bottom because it's not been strong enough to be relevant. It's like, how much do you turn it up before you absolutely break things? It's not an easy balance. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very volatile, and it's going to go extreme one way or another. So with that in mind, I actually think Fong's like, he's got kind of a looped pressure in his coward crouch into the, the rolling kicks mm -hmm. where he's still plus. And then you kind of have to guess there, and he gets to um, he gets to basically do it again and again, and you have to kind of like guess your way out of it as to is he not going to do it this time? Similar to like bison pressure when you're when you're blocking. Right. I say take that, uh, tone it down a bit, and then buff up his poison. And so the idea here is that you want to in you want to incite anxiety in your opponents, and you want them to be nervous, and you want to force them into mistakes. So. I don't think that he should have as good of rushdown because I don't think that's what the character is. I think he should zone and keep you away and force you to want to go in. So maybe take away from his ability to rush down and then buff that thing that's that's and and the reason why you take away from his ability to rush down is because uh, like you know we said the poison mechanic has so much potential even with just the slightest tweaks. So turn that up a little bit, you know, unleash the beast a little bit, see where we're at, but take away from his offense because I don't think that he should be an offensive character. I think he should be keep away and hit you as you as you rush to try to get up into his face because you're so scared because you're taking damage at a at a rate that actually makes you anxious. And so that's kind of where I would I would take him in that direction. So next up we have Falk. Uh, I think she's a zoning character that, again, lacks damage. Shocker, that's kind of been the theme of the night. Um, her standing heavy punch and standing heavy kick, they both do 80 damage. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you take a zoning character? Her stand heavy punch is really good, and maybe Capcom was, like, fearful of that. Um, but you're, you're just taking big, beefy normals that are expected to do 90 damage or even 100 with some cast members, and you're... you're artificially dropping them down for like it seems like no reason at all and that's the first thing i would do is put both of them back up at 90 damage and also increase her fireball damage by 10 and that's across the board you need to make people fear her zoning and fear her normals right now and i i look at falcon i go you know what like I don't think her tools are that bad. Like I look at them and they they do okay. It's like, hey, you know what? Like I've seen fault players actually do some stuff with them, but they don't strike any real fear into me. It's like, oh, you hit me with that. 
I don't really care. I don't really care that you hit me with five moves because I'm going to hit you with one and do just as much damage. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. ah, it's like they, I don't know what they were thinking with this character. I often call her janky Falk behind the scenes because she's just like (laughs) janky all over the place. Like, I don't know what the hell they did. Not just her animation. It's just kind of like her whole approach. It's like, I think she, I think she has a lot going for her. I think her movesets original and innovative. And I think it's great. And I just, I think that they completely dropped the ball and they, like probably didn't finish her like they were like ah she's good enough and just kind of threw her out there <laughs> and I think that kind of reflects in a lot of what we got with her uh, and I think again the, the where you start is if you give her damage and you put that shock and awe factor into the other cast members of oh crap this character just hit me and it actually hurt I think you go a long way towards solving what her big problems are mm-hmm. yeah for me Falk is a character that when she was first announced and revealed uh think she just came in pretty lukewarm and i think that was kind of a general consensus with people for me personally she just didn't interest me that much with her playstyle and everything um the way that i understand it and again i don't know too much about the character but she's kind of appears to me like she's supposed to be the the inspired by character for rolento in this game uh obviously being a staff wielder um and i think that one of the main complaints that she had from the start or people had about her was um her stick normals, every normal with a stick, they have uh, hurt boxes on them. And I believe, John, you have something to chime in with that. I'm just laughing so hard because, because of, the, of the, yeah, okay, because yeah. of the gif. Like there's a guy that yeah. holding a cane and he like, someone hits his cane. He's like, yeah. And I think, uh, again, I think that's a legitimate complaint because you have a character like Monot in this game who fights using a weapon like that. And it doesn't have hurt boxes on it. Um, and with this character, it's like you have a character that's supposed to have ranged normals like that, you know, utilizing the staff. And it's like you can hit her out of them. So it's kind of it's kind of like just imagining with, you know, say, Rolento and Ultra Street Fighter 4. It's like imagine if you didn't have to fear that big standing heavy punch that, you know, where he comes down with it and it has this great range on it. And it's like I think that that's something that could be addressed where if you, you pull back the hurt boxes on those moves, uh, she now gets more legitimate ranged normals and it gets a better zoning game, you know, by default kind of with that. So mm-hmm. I think that with the again, with the input delayed reduction, she'll be a little bit better off because, you know, she'll she'll be a character that's um, going to try to whap people from from far off and do anti-airs. And her anti-airs are already pretty on point because I think her DP is just a single input as opposed to a command. So she's got that going for her. Um, I don't know, you know, Dominion, who's a very smart player, although we haven't seen a lot of success from him in Street Fighter V, says that Falk's not as bad as people think and that she has potential even in V-Trigger 2. Um, uh, I, I don't think he offered any like specific buffs that she would need, but you hear the most about <clears throat> excuse me. You hear the most about her V trigger two being just like useless. So perhaps something there, if nothing else, to keep the you know to to show acknowledgement and such. Uh, but yeah, I, I this is also a character that is not explored because she got like a bad rap even just with her initial reveal, and so I don't think she's gotten enough time, and so it's hard to say. But uh, buffer V trigger two, she's gonna get a little bit of a of a uptick because of the input lag reduction, and see what you know. See if you can get people playing her enough to really find out about the character, because at this mm-hmm. point she's still mu- very much a mystery. So next up we have Ed, and this goes back to my fundamental approach of I want to see 
characters like specialities like come out and shine like actually have a personality i don't want to see him become like you know another like an akali character or another cami like that's not the point like ed has to have something that shines about him and i'm like okay well what is that and i'm like oh crap like that's where i had to take a step back and go well what is special about ed and i actually do like his v skill v system i think that's very good it's his he grapples you in and pulls you in and on that note what i would do is i would take his his uh his v skill and make it all a faster startup just to make people and and have more meter gain with it as well just to make people fear it a lot more it's still very punishable if you see it coming uh he has the anti-air version uh and then he has you know the ground version and then he pulls you in. If he does a full charge one, he's plus three. And then if he does the the minor charge one, it's just a uh, you know base level level one. It's negative two on block. And so he puts you in a very nice mix up there for Ed. And it's like that expanding on that basis a little bit more. It might be frustrating for people, but it's still something you can react to. It's still something if you know it's coming. It's like hey, that's a piece of cake to react to it and get a full punish on Ed. But it makes him special. That you know Scorpion, get over here, you know kind of thing. And it's something that makes him stand out as a character. And I'm like hey. Go with that. Like, make that something where you're not just, you know, buffing his normals or making, like I said, another cami. Like, have something special about the character. And that, to me, is, like, what makes Ed special or special Ed. Anyway. <laughs> was this all just a setup? Oh, no, man. it was not. I realized... Was this entire podcast... Yeah. Three-hour so podcast yeah. to make that joke, yeah. I, I realized I was going down that tunnel, and I was like, I was seeing it, like, run right at me, like, head on, and I'm like, I can't stop now. I have to go. <laughs> and I did it, and, yeah, it's, there, there it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, Ed, uh, I don't really know enough about the character to say what to change on him. Um I mean, I, I really I'm not familiar enough with him other than make him into Dudley and just put Dudley in the game. Um, but I just I don't know what to do with that character. Uh, I don't I, he's a character that it's weird that you would think he would really, you know, scream out to me as a character that I'd want to play. But I just saw him and I was just kind of underwhelmed. And I mean, he's kind of there. He's too pretty boy for you. It's just his, his play style is just too I don't know. It's too weird for me. It's just not for me. Again, he's kind of the inspired by for Dudley. But. Yeah, just bring Dudley in. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Falk, I think Ed um, hasn't inspired a lot of people. Uh, yeah, um, to play him and, and explore him, he's got uh, you know he's had more time over like about a year and a half now, I think, and um, and so and, and you're seeing people play him a little bit, and he's got easy inputs, and so that he has that going for him. But considering all of his potential, and, and it's like he's okay in a lot of areas, but not great. And uh, so if I knew more about the character, maybe I'd be able to give a better answer. But at this point, when I'm rushing him down, the fact that if when I knock him down, I don't have to worry about a wake-up DP because I can just time, a, a, you know, similar to Falk or Urian, I just do, you know, do a meaty uh, light kick. And if he DPs, I get to block it yeah. still. It's, it's like... Super baitable. just give him a DP. Yeah. yeah. Just maybe give him a DP that he you can't bait out like that. And, uh, and so that buffs his, his defense a little bit. And obviously he needs something. So that's a good place to start and see what that does for him. But, uh, and again, maybe I could give a more nuanced answer if I, if I had more experience against the character and people did more with him, but that's not really the case. So he, he's got some good stuff. He's got some tricks. I don't know how legit they are because again, they haven't been tested with time that much just because he hasn't been played that much, but I can say, give him a DP that, uh, that isn't baitable and that might do, that might do it for him. Yeah. 
So moving along, we now have Jury, who is a character I actually feel like is a little underrated, but not a lot underrated. I think she's a little better than people give her credit for. Um, but I think that she struggles a lot when when she's not stocked up. And I think a lot of people feel like she's a very good character when she has all three of her stocks built. And so one of the ways I would offset this is actually start her with one stock. Like I've heard the three things and it's like, ugh, it's like you're, you're giving her too much. And this gives her a little bit more of a boost. It gives her one foot in the door in terms of her getting to a powered up state and not having to completely run away to get it all done. And then the other thing I would do is take her uh, her V trigger one, which is her feng shu, feng shu engine, and do the chain grabs or the chain grabs, chain attacks or chain normals. They all do quite a bit significantly less damage. I would boost this all up a little bit more because. When Jury pops V-Trigger, I don't fear her like the other characters. It's not like you know, when she does a critical art, I'm like, there goes half my life. Like, okay, damn. You know, it's her critical art hurts bad, but her other damage, like when she's popping V-Trigger, it doesn't feel on the level as the other characters do. And, and so I this would kind of round her out a little bit more. It's not going to boost her gigantically, but it's going to, to give her a nice, like... Like, she's going to take a step up for sure. And I honestly think the character's flying a bit below the radar in terms of just what her tool set is and actually how okay she is. That's the problem, though. She's just okay. And this, I think, yeah. would stamp her officially in the good column. Yeah, I actually agree with those changes as well. Um, the one I would add is uh, also is um, I think her V-Trigger 2 is super, super lacking. Uh, it's actually one that I put on the uh, the story that we did of the top five uh, V triggers that that need buffs in this game. Uh, her V trigger two is meant to be a uh, EX meter uh, stealer essentially, uh, and it only is active when uh, the opponent is in this little ring that's around her. Uh, when it's active, um, you're basically only going to be stealing meter when you're comboing the opponent, but they're also building meter as you combo them. Uh, so she does gain a. a decent amount of it but it doesn't really do much in the sense of like reducing your opponent's tools and i think that that's something that again it's like it just comes off as kind of worthless especially when compared to the feng shui engine uh of, of v trigger one it's like it's like someone asked their kid hey what should we do for v jury's v trigger two and they're just like this would be cool yeah. and then like cool do it don't do anything else just whatever he says and yeah it's like if you look at it like you say you land like a bread and butter combo with her while you have it active it's like the the opponent ends up losing like i don't know man maybe half a bar or like a quarter it's a re it's just so insignificant that it's like well, what's the point of even doing this? It should deplete your opponent's like critical art meter and make them feel like, oh man, if she hits me, I'm going to start losing my resources really fast and actually make it scary. Uh, and I think that on top of the changes that John made would make her uh, pretty good. Yeah, buff this character at your own risk, man. I feel like she's better than people give her credit for, as John was saying. She's not the best, but like, what what are the things that people don't like about her? What What is she lacking? I, to me, it's just damage, pretty much, and uh, yeah. and I think that again, she does have to run away to get her stocks going. That, that's mm -hmm. I think a I think she is not that great of a character if she doesn't have some stuff stocked up to to utilize in the match. So mm -hmm. I think okay, so I get I say all three stocks on wake up or on Oof. startup of the round, and um, because okay, so if you think about it, all the other characters that have you know fireballs and tatsus and whatnot. 
get those from the get-go and they don't even have to like, like she doesn't get those from the get-go and once she uses them she has to power that up again mm-hmm. you know and she has to spend the time that she might have sp- spent you know like getting close to you for a follow-up on a knockdown storing up a fireball it's like that's a pretty big crutch i mean not a crutch that's a pretty big handicap mm-hmm. so give her all three to start with and um but but yeah like uh, if you buffer damage up like that's that sounds especially scary to me and so, um, so yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. So moving along, we have Ryu. Uh, with him, I, I think the biggest problem with Ryu is he's actually not a fireball thrower, which is like the dumbest thing I've like mm-hmm. heard of from Capcom in quite some time. Uh, again, uh, we've given Capcom a lot of grief about Ryu on this podcast, and they deserve every bit of it. This is the poster boy of your franchise. You cannot mess him up. And if he, if we go into season four, and this is one of the worst characters in the game, like someone deserves to be slapped upside the head. You need mm-hmm. to make this character good again, and you need to make him a fireball character. And, yep. and that's where it starts. It's like, look, like this is Ryu. That is what you do with him. That is exactly what you do. So on that note, you take four frames away from his recovery on all of his normal fireballs. And just to give people a little bit of context here on that and what that means, his fireballs all right now have 47 frames of recovery for the non uh, you know meter versions of them. And just so people know, Guile, Sonic, Boom all have 38 frames of recovery on all of them, and they have less startup time. I get one's a charge and one is a motion, but at the same time, this is Ryu. He should be in the same ballpark as Guile in terms of his projectile throwing ability. You start there, you make this guy a powerful and formidable zoner and people love fireball traps they love doing fireballs and making you jump and all that stuff you bring that back you bring back a lot of happy players into street fighter 5 and you let them enjoy a character they've been enjoying for you know what is this uh 30 years now (laughs) so you know maybe maybe it's a good idea to let people play a character they've been playing for 30 years i don't know you know i just you know Mm -hmm. i'm kind of i'm kind of crazy over here but yeah yeah, uh, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. That was my change. Buff his fireball game, maybe even overhaul it. I mean, make his fireballs legitimate, make them a threat. Uh, in Street Fighter Five, we already have our, you know, heavy rush down Shoto and Ken, who's supposed to be crazy. And, you know, he's a little bit more wild. You have Akuma, who is like, uh, he can do everything and is super strong. And then you have Ryu, who's like a shell of Akuma and worse. It's like, there's there's no reason to play Ryu right now, honestly, other than liking the character, like, for who he is. Um, and if you make his um, his fireball game that much stronger, uh, now you have a different Shoto, and it's it still captures the essence of a Shoto, but you have a different style now that you can focus more on and actually enjoy playing. Uh, and again, he's just, right now, he's just such a character that's like, why bother playing Ryu? Why why bother playing this character in Street Fighter V when you have Akuma who's so much better and you have Ken who's who's different but also better? It's like there's no point to play that Shoto right now and buffing his fireball game is definitely the way to, to bring people back to him. Uh, I don't think we should buff his fireball game. I think that we should buff his low forward. And by that I mean mm-hmm. give him a low forward that combos into fireball or that's a true block string into fireball. And that you could uh, hit confirm into an EX donkey kick for damage. Um, I think that if he had this kind of a tool, and hey, while you're at it, you you might give him a little bit more range on it as well. Not a ton, um, but 
and and that I mean maybe that's too much. I don't know. Maybe that might break him and then take him from where he's at to way too high. But no, you're you're just giving him be a scratching medium cut. You can't get that one. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll just give him one that actually rivals Akuma's. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? You know. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I think he should have a little more range than Akuma's <laughs> does because Akuma's looks stubby, although it doesn't feel stubby when you're actually playing. It's good. Him, so maybe it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's definitely good. <laughs> Nothing Akuma yeah. has is bad. <laughs> Yeah. That's a, Man, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, but yeah, his taunt does that. You, <laughs> you can combo with his taunt. That's right. <laughs> oh man. So, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. But so I think the it's in the low forward department, and again with footsies getting better here, uh, that's going to be a good thing for him. And so I, I'd like to see that because then you could you could potentially do a little bit more with your, you know, if you have that low forward tool, you control your space legitimately. A little bit more in front of you you have a block string that you're comfortable with doing and then if it hits you can go into um you can play the game of like not just doing low forward into fireball for that little bit of damage it's like low forward into ex or low forward into the ex donkey kick into dp and it's like that's that's a reward man like that costs meter and such but that's a reward uh and and you know the care and maybe the character gets a little bit extra good but he's a character that you would want to be a little bit extra good and definitely not sitting around like the bottom five of your tier lists, no matter who you ask. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're at the bottom four of our tiers and Alex is up next and no shocker there to anyone. Uh, I would change his regular power bombs to five frames of startup to match most of the other characters in the game. Right now, every version of his power bomb, which is his command grab, is six frames except for the EX version. And that's just like mind blowing to me with one of the core grappler characters in fighting games. Uh, it's like, and he has one of the worst command grabs. And it's like, ugh. Um, I seriously wonder if Capcom is trying to make Alex bad on purpose uh, just because he's so dreadful in, in so many different ways. But the other thing I will throw in there is I would make his EX air knee drop, which is kind of his anti-air move, um, start that one up in invincibility with four frames. Uh, that way it's just a little bit easier to anticipate when people are are jumping at you uh, and, and blow them up for it. Uh, I don't think Alex's uh, anti-air game is particularly great. This will help solidify it a little bit more and make him a little less free when people go and approach him mm-hmm. yeah uh i actually i'm not too sure what to give to alex i know that he's bad i'm just not super familiar with what you know what all it is that i that you can give him that would make him really good um i do know that i hate parry though is <laughs> we trigger one parry i know alex players are probably gonna be pissed at me for that it makes for some really awesome uh comebacks and and videos like from demon dan shout out to demon dan but it's like uh, it's just one of those things that when you play against it it's like i, I don't know what to do against it uh and he traditionally um I feel that he actually beats Abigail pretty bad, mm-hmm. uh, and and imagine tension on on our site might actually disagree with that. But no, 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 uh, everyone but, agrees that Alex actually mm-hmm. clobbers the crap out of Abigail. Yeah, <laughs> I think almost great. everyone does. He he beats him bad, but good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not really sure what to change on him. The things that Alex does, like his saving graces right now, are kind of just do it hail marys that aren't even very good in his flash chop and the stomp and such to try to get across the screen and get anything going. So you'll see Alex's just throw those things out and oftentimes not work out for him, mm-hmm. which is funny. Um, but I don't think that those are good things to have uh, as your go-to tools to get stuff started. So that's already not a good look. I think that he's going to get worse with the uh, input lag reduction because he's relying on people not being ready to react to those kinds of things. So and and I also agree, Stephen. I actually wrote, wrote a whole article on why I don't like V Trigger One. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make him a good character, but it takes away from, like, a a, a holding a, a parry that you hold yeah. 
is kind of goofy mm-hmm. is, is what I think it comes down to because it's a parry like that's, that's that's shaky waters like it can be very good very bad but you know a third strike parry where you actually call out the opponent versus a parry where you're just like I'm holding it and hoping you do it or don't mm-hmm. and then if you do then it's you know that's that's a little that's a little different and I don't think it's a very good look yeah it also charges um, up his big like clothesline I think that guard breaks too doesn't it or it's like yeah on full yep. charge so it's just like it has a lot of utility and I'm, I'm very you know uh, reluctant to say hey nerf that because of just the the condition of the character overall I don't think it's OP. I yeah, think it's, it's just yeah. It's just again, it's one of those things. It's just uh, unfortunate to have to face. But again, it's hard to say. Hey, nerf that down when Alex is who he is in this game. Um, but I do think there's something to be said about it. Yeah, I think they need to make it different mm-hmm. or something. But uh, as far as making him better, gosh, you know, like he has his approaches. Okay, let him do those things, and they are kind of gimmicky. But like. If you don't block him, then his reward should be better. Uh, and and like I don't even I'm listening to myself and going like this is stupid Street Fighter Five stuff. But the way he's been designed in this game, it's like I don't know how to I don't have a better answer yeah. off the top of my head. And so yeah, make his make his power bombs a little faster. Give him something because people have. It's amazing that they love this character because he wasn't very good in Third Strike either as a as a competitor to my understanding. He was. He was- but it's someone yeah, the that, worst tournament character in the game, even over twelve and Hugo and all that other stuff was oof. Alex. Uh, most people considered him. He was better Ouch. on the tier list, and he was uh, the poster boy yep. for the game. Yep. Like, oh man, he was the Ryu. We're of the seeing game. a trend here. You know, it's like, History repeats itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, gosh. So uh, I guess that's I guess that's your answer is continue to buff the the legitimate things that he has in in his command grab. Like if he's going to be a command grab character. And that's scary to say, but the character's just been so bad for so long. It's like, yeah, well, give him more somewhere, do it because he needs it. And uh, but yeah, I don't. I, I think this is another instance of Capcom kind of digging themselves a hole in the way they designed a character that wasn't all that great. And so without throwing everything out and and starting from scratch, I guess that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But I'm no expert on when it comes to this character in particular. Yeah, they, we have a running joke among uh, Majin Tenshinhan <laughs> and our crew of uh, they nerf Alex, but they buff his lariat every season. And so I've taken an image of Alex's lariat and I've enlarged his arm by like 500%. <laughs> and so it's taking up almost the entire and it just I'm like, this is what he's going to look like in season four. Yeah. And like the whole rest of his body is like shrunk down. And you know, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, yeah. so John, I, was, I was actually going to say buff lariat after Raptor was done. <laughs> Good thing you yeah, did that. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, so now we have Vega. Uh, this is a character who I mained in season one, and they nerfed into the ground, and they've done a bunch of changes with that have added up to pretty much jack squat and kept him at the very bottom of the tier list ever since. Um, the thing that I would do is honestly the thing I've been kind of preaching all along, and that is take his V Trigger one and give him two roses. And I was gonna yeah, say that. it's a uh, <laughs> one rose is basically like Monot with one set of V Trigger two orbs. It's like, why do you do that? Like, you know, give him, give him a countdown, give him a timer. Like, it actually would make him pretty good. Okay, it will make him a hell of a lot better because his V system is pretty much garbage, and it's like maybe the worst in the entire game, and that's saying something. Uh, This might make his V trigger one pretty darn good. It's like, hey, those roses have good functionality. You can go into super, you can go into ex. Like, that would be pretty powerful, and you can cancel him off a slide. He'd be maybe a rough character then, and I think that's why Capcom hasn't done it, but that's the main thing I would do. Yep. Uh, V-Trigger 1 is, again, is also what I would uh, choose to buff. It's just, it's pretty terrible, dude. I know know it combos into Critical R and stuff like that, and it's like a full-screen punish or whatever, but 
it's just bad. Honestly, overall, it's just bad in my opinion. Uh, and it's also one of the V triggers I put in that article of the top five that we need buffed. Um, yeah, yeah, give it two roses and give him another opportunity because it's just, it's one of those things where he shoots his shot and then if it gets blocked, all right, tough luck. There's nothing more you can do. And when you compare that to the characters in the game, you know, like Urien has an amazing V trigger one where he gets two opportunities to use it. And it's three different hits for each, each mirror. And you have, you have Monat out there with, you know, the six orbs. It's like, Nikali keeps his V trigger the entire rest of the match. And then you have Vega who's at the bottom of the tier list and he's like, yeah, he throws one rose and all right, tough luck. Now, you know, good luck yeah. trying to trying to win the rest of the match. And <laughs> that that move definitely needs buffs. As much as I hate Vega, that move needs buffs. Uh, just I just had a flashback. What kind of idiot throws a shoe? He throws a rose. <laughs> First off, he needs a costume where he throws a shoe. <laughs> Second, he should get two shoes. Two shoes, yeah. But when he throws the two shoes, then he has to walk around barefoot and he loses life because I don't know. <laughs> no, but it's a it, it's like good in theory because you can't jump once he has it. He can react to your jump and get a full you know V trigger hit. Um, so it, it's good, but it's like it's only one one use and it, it's it's somewhat versatile. Mm-hmm. Like you can use it to escape the corner if you if you're if you're backed up and and you get like a room to do a block string into it. Yeah. So but yeah, give him a couple, give him three or something. I don't know, but like do something because Vega's just been a joke character mm-hmm. for a while now, and he has some. Some weirdly good things that just don't add up to much. Yeah. Like his jump arc is pretty good, and it's like you know it's hard. It's harder to anti Vega than others, and he's got great range, you know, with that claw out there. But it just doesn't seem like it amounts to enough. And it's like fair enough, Capcom, you tried, it didn't work out. You give him something more, and I, and and I think a good place to start is at least two roses on the V trigger, something like that. That I don't know if that's like gonna make or break him. And again, I don't. I don't like the idea of a character being made or broken on their V-Trigger because that tells me, like, you fall into the trap of, like, well, then does the round begin when V-Trigger comes in? You know? It's like, maybe you should fix something more fundamental about him because because then you're not just, like, like V-Trigger is not all of the match. In fact, it's usually only the latter part of the match, or the round, I should say. And sometimes it never even comes into play, especially if you're doing V-Reversals and whatnot. So... I like I'd like it to be that the fixes to most things are something about the 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 overall character like his normals or something or her normals that's something that they're going to be using throughout the round but in this case I think a, a second rose would be would be a okay and like we'll see what happens from there and we might need to make it, you know, a three-bar V trigger instead of two. That's fine. You know, it's still a huge improvement if you've got a couple of roses to throw. So, uh, next up, we've got Sakura, who I'm pretty sure they removed from the game because I have never seen her in <laughs> tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, this is a character I'm actually not that familiar with because of that. I, I just, I rarely see her. Uh, Yurio played her in Topanga League. Um, you've seen a handful of other people play the character, but she's also second to worst in our tier rankings, and I think that has quite a bit to do with it. But what do you guys think? Yeah, Sakura is uh, another one of those really interesting cases. Um, I know that that her normals need some addressing. Uh, you have stuff that still remains in the game where it's like standing light kick has more range than crouching medium kick, which just seems really weird. Um, she just seems kind of wonky in this game, and it's like her rushdown, like she has frame traps. She has some like good tools up close, but I don't know what it is. It's like you just have characters that do what she does way better. And it's like, there's just not much reason to play her. 
Um, you, you look at someone like Alex Myers, who loves soccer. He was a very prominent soccer player in Street Fighter Four, and he's playing Cammy right now. He's he's you know he's tried to play soccer, and it just doesn't work out in this game. Um, and it's just so weird because she's by design, she's like perfect for Street Fighter Five. She's all about rushdown and these big juggles and tons of damage. It's like that's the character you want in Street Fighter Five, and yet here we are. And I don't know. I think. Some kind of improvements to her rushdown, maybe make her really potent up close, um, could help her out. Um, what I was thinking of, uh, maybe potentially uh, making her uh, her Tatsu, like her light kick Tatsu, maybe like zero on block as opposed to, you know, minus two. That might be a little bit too much, but I mean, maybe she needs that right now uh, because it's just, I don't know, her rushdown just isn't there. Even though she has some tools, it's like you have characters that do it way better and just there's no point to play her right now. I say buffer walk speed and let's see what happens. Mm. I think mm. that she does have tools across the board. It's hard to put um, a finger on exactly mm -hmm. what it is that she needs to get to have all of those things come together into something that actually matters. To me, like again, on paper and with what I've seen, it seems like someone that knows what they're doing could really get in there. The the distance that you can that that like standing light kick hits at, and you can confirm that into Tatsu and stuff should be good. We've seen Sakura be a, a very viable character in like even street fighter four uh but when i think about her i just go man she seems kind of slow mm -hmm. for what she wants to do you know for how she wants to reverse the screen so it's like she's a little bit faster that opens up her her uh frame traps and her footsies a little bit more and um because like she's got decent combos that go on for a while they carry towards the corner she's got the fireball she's got an uppercut she's got decent range it just again it doesn't all come together maybe um a buff to walk speed would be the thing that brings all those things together but i'm not at all certain yeah. so last up we have zangief who can't get into anything to save his life he's too big yeah. and he's too slow and too much of everything but i actually go back to zangief in season two and he was a good character then like he wasn't amazing but he fell on the upper part of most people's tier list in the middle of it and the main thing that I look at and what most people have kind of addressed is that his crouching lights have got nerfed kind of inexplicably because he wasn't that great to begin with and they knocked him down and so his crouching light kick used to be a special counselable and then it had a uh, bigger hurtbox or hitbox I should say on it. And so that's one of the things I would revert like right away. And then his crouching light punch, it got the damage increased on it, but they removed the active frames and then they increased the recovery on it as well. Plus removes uh, one frame of hit advantage on it as well. So it was like both of them got nerfed and this guy, I, I'm a Monot player, so I'm very biased in this matchup. I think it's maybe the worst matchup in the entire game. Uh, it's, it's a little bit harder for me to kind of get a read on this character from that standpoint but i just i look at how much this character has been obliterated and the fact that people used to play this character and were hardcore loyal to him have completely dropped him and i i see the case for him being the absolute worst character in the game and i go look these are the two biggest changes i saw um i know there's other ones and whatnot about his positioning after hits and other stuff like that that happened but these are the two big changes on my list that i'm like why not just revert these like it's clear this character sucks give him those big tools back and go from there Hmm. Yeah, my my change of choice uh, is a little bit more extreme, and I, I hate to give in to the meme, but I think you should give him Green Hand. Bring Green Hand back into the mix. I know it's ridiculous. It's been demanded since, you know, before day one. Um, but you have a character that's struggling 
horribly to get in and it's just such an uphill battle and it's just like just give it to him give him the damn green hand he's he's the worst in the game right now i mean they brought back the donkey kick for ryu uh even though that didn't help him that much but i mean i think that's a, a way to kind of you know again uh, capcom's not against adding a new move like that or bringing back an old move uh this late in the game uh give him green hand don't make it too ridiculous but Give you know, him some Steven, way to close I, the distance, yeah. I got to interrupt you right there and say my suggestion was stupid and yours is way better. Give him green hands. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Give him green yeah, hands. That sounds terrific. I, seriously. It's like, 100% what I yeah, think, yeah. too. It's, I think it, it's yeah. the one thing he's lacking. It's the main tool that, again, Zangief players, it's such a big part of his game. If you look at back in Street Fighter Four, you look at ST, it's like, dude, that's a big thing for him. It's, it's a way to close the distance. It can stop. It deals with fireballs. It's like right now all he has is V-Skill where he does this tiny you know super slow duck walk and he absorbs hits and it's like i mean v skill's pretty good when he's up close but what is that going to do for you you know when you're trying to close the distance i mean you can headbutt the the fireballs as well but in a game where you know uh a bunch of characters or lot, lots of characters have tools to deal with fireballs. You have your traditional grappler who doesn't really have much that's effective uh in that regard and it's like give him the damn green hand dude bring it back you know, let's see where it, let's see where he lands after that. You know, let's let's kind of bring that that you know uh, staple of his toolset back into the game. Mm -hmm. That's my answer too. And just to go on top of it a little bit, with a character that's been around since Street Fighter Two, there's a certain grandfathering in, a certain prestige, and a certain acknowledgement that you need to give to mm -hmm. him, um, or I guess at least that you should give to him. And um, and I think that that's the way to do it with this character. There's a reason why he had green hand, and the reason is very apparent when you look at the Street Fighter Five version. Who doesn't have it? You go, oh, that's why he had mm -hmm. it. Give it back to him. Let's start playing again. Yep. All right, guys, that brings us to a close for our longest podcast yet by far. Uh, thank you all for listening to this. If you enjoyed the pod, uh, if you disagreed with it, please just leave us your feedback on there. Uh, we had a great time bringing this to you, and we hope that you guys enjoyed it as well. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot. And uh, please give us a five-star review. No four stars, <laughs> just five. <laughs> Bye.